It's time to start the podcast. It's time to start the effing podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hitman's last great year, a Smack Attic podcast project. We're talking about Bret Hart's final year in the World Wrestling Federation. We started at Survivor Series 1996, and here we are. We've arrived at Survivor Series 1997, a night that will live in infamy. I am your host, Matt Vaughn, and I am the foolish man who made up a podcast that has a huge bummer ending. That's what I've done, the mistakes that I've made. One of the good things I've done, though, is assembled a crack, a crack team, a crack squad of podcasters. <laughs> there we go. Snorting it up, chopping it up. First, folks, if your algorithm's ever been touched by the uh, the demon that is uh, board game YouTube, you might have come across this guy doing his videos, asking people what they like, what they don't like. For Punch Roll Party on YouTube, Daniel Petapai is here. Daniel, uh, did you screw me? Are you screwing me? Are you going to screw me over? Oh, man, I'm going to screw you so hard. I'm going to screw you worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different podcast. That reminds me, yeah, we're going we're to follow up with an OnlyFans. It'll just be Daniel telling me how about to screw me. <laughs> and the gentleman making the disgusted face, as only he can, Will Vaughn, my brother, is here. The podcasters are all here. Will, how are you doing, man? Man, very excited. <laughs> oh, he's collided with his microphone. <laughs> he appears to he's just I got eliminated. I got eliminated oh, right away. I'm sorry. I, I was at full health. And then that one one move did me in. Sorry. You, to got, say. Pu- you got punched in the back from an outside interference. I got kicked in the back. It was a minor inconvenience. And of course, I could not answer the count of three seconds uh, after being pinned uh, so, via sidewalk give, slam or other devastating maneuver. I want to give a free wrestling YouTubers, people who make wrestling YouTubers, I want to give you a free video idea. And what you're going to do is you're going to go through every Survivor Series. And you're going to find the stupid eliminations. You're going to put them all together in one video and you're going to release it. And people can watch it and be super happy that you're going to see a guy get clotheslined and then pinned. Uh, I'm sure WWE has that in their YouTube channel. It's like Survivor Series, wackiest eliminations. <laughs> Santino got hit by his own Cobra and lost. Like, yeah. <laughs> but look at this. Hornswoggle bit him on the bum and rolled him up for three. He's Hornswoggle. He's tiny. He can't win. Uh, but we need we need one where it's like he got up. He, 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 his partner hit an axe handle it kind of bumped in him and then he got rolled up oh yeah that's it yeah um double noggin knocker and he's out of here there goes the slickster will will and daniel gotta ask each of you is it possible to watch this show survivor series 1997 as a show and not just a prelude to disaster are you able to watch it and not as a show it's almost impossible in my opinion how did you do with it daniel you first well man for me like the beginning of the show is a disaster so it's, it's not like it gets better. The lower card, you mean? The, the, the so, opening. So is again, I, I was I was like, okay, I was trying to go into it knowing the ending. And again, it was helpful because I've only seen the main event itself. And so it kind of put a lot of, it filled in a lot of gaps being like, oh, so that's why there's so many officials at the beginning of the main event. Because uh, they're making this whole like, they can't even get close to each other without having a brawl. So we need to make sure that they're tame and calm all the the whole pay-per-view. So that was nice. But yeah, I mean, it seemed like any other night, except the thought was constantly going through my head. Like they know, like Vince knows, like Vince is being interviewed by Michael Cole. And like, he knows he like a smirk comes across his face. It's just weird. You're noticing all these little things and you're like, Ooh, I just can, you, you, I, you're watching, you see people sweating and getting anxious and being, uh, and people who are not ready to, to handle it. Will, how did you do with, try to engage with this as a show itself 
Well, it's a lot like a lot of the pay-per-views in 1997 where the undercard is just not very good. Uh, there's one good elimination match where you can see like kind of the birth of a couple of stars. Um, but really, that's it. Um, and as as far as the uh, the finish goes, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get to it when we do. But it is um, it's quite abrupt and. What's interesting to me with hindsight is looking at what Vince is wearing. He's wearing like kind of a tan blazer, uh, a button down shirt, no tie. That's like the Mr. McMahon look for like years, like at least till like, you know, when we did the SmackDown podcast, that was his uniform. And like the SmackDown years was like, this is his big old suit with no tie. And it's not what he wears in this era generally. Exactly. And it's not what it, no, it doesn't have the raw is war war zone. That cool jacket uh, jacket that even JR wears. JR is rocking a really cool tuxedo with a really cool vest and tie the 90s looking thing i've ever seen uh and of course uh, king you have to imagine he's wearing his wrestling gear underneath his uh, underneath his shirt but it's um yeah it's it's hard to look at it as anything but um the 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 infamous uh, main event match yep. at, at the end you know it's really hard to look at it even the other singles match is like oddly really really short yeah, it's true. I mean, for good reason, but it is it does strike you as one. Is it because he's still is it because he's still hurt? Is that yeah, why? Yeah, still smoking mirrors, bro. It's still oh, Austin being still, not. Whoa! Not wow. But, okay. Yeah. Very. It's very funny having a wrestling podcast and re- saying smoke and mirrors, <laughs> and people who watched always get back at me with smoke and mirrors. I didn't watch when that was his theme, and so oh, <laughs> I, I watched him take on Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania 27. I mean, come on. Someone on podcast was disfigured was a, by Rey Mysterio's knee brace. I think Joel said that. that was <laughs> an idiot. Secret, secret, secret match. Uh, we're talking about Survivor Series. Speaking of match, yeah. Survivor Series 1997. It aired November 9th, 1997. Strangely early, but that's just how they did for most of the 1970s early uh, shows. It was in the Molson Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And it was 20,593 people. They said to sell out. Supposedly, can fit another 700 people in there. I don't know where you'd set them in there because they're just jammed the ring. 20,000 uh, homophobes jam-packed the Molson Center, man. Aren't you impressed? <laughs> this was, That was also, sorry, that's also something that really dates the show. And it's yes. like, wow, guys. Wow. Like, really. Like, the most aggressive it's ever been. You know what? Uh, Don't worry, Will. Across the country. Because uh, here's the thing, folks. I ended up watching the four Raws after Survivor Series and In Your House's Generation X. to get. Yeah, I got some more context. But, Will, uh, they're getting homophobes everywhere. Because they are, there's just aggressive chanting. <laughs> But D Generation X in Vancouver, or no? We said Rock Bottoms in Vancouver, isn't it? Like yeah, a year later, D Generation X is in Springfield, Massachusetts. Pretty much the Vancouver of Massachusetts, Absolutely. of course. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let me give you some context here for this. Uh, on last week's episode, Bret Hart and Owen Hart were just not on the show, so Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin feuded with Ken Shamrock and Ahmed Johnson, respectively. Um, also, the announcers kept declaring the main event of Survivor Series a match that would never happen again for some reason. I guess we'll have to find out why. But they just they just started queuing into that. And we do have a bonus match after the show because I just didn't want the show to end on the biggest bummer of all time. Uh, and so we're talking about Bret Hart versus Ricky Steamboat from the Boston Garden in uh, Gardens, Boston Garden, from Garden Boston. is singular, singular garden, um, like Madison Square. And Not to spoil that, Matt, another screw job for Bret Hart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's exactly. been happening since 86. Are you kidding oh. me <laughs> with the ref? Come on. Maybe didn't pick the best match to uh, yeah, you, you screwed you, you screwed us, Matt. Your guess. Oh, uh, there was no match before the show. I don't know. They just abandoned that for the time being. So let's talk about Survivor Series 1987, or should I say, Survivor Series Gang Rules. 
Or rolls. Gangrels, yeah. Gangrels with a Z. Sounds Gang like I'm saying gangrels. Gangrels. Gang oh, belonging to a vampire wrestler? A little, a little foreshadowing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, he's not following the Brutus on this show. Gangrels. Um, we begin with a video package for Brett versus Shawn Michaels. Beginning at the end of the Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12, and Shawn came out on top in overtime. We hear from Brett, who is swearing and angry about Shawn. And Shawn talks about living his life openly and freely and how some people don't agree with it. I, it just sounds like he's gay when he talks about that. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's like, people agree with my lifestyle. Like, what's your lifestyle? That you get, you're getting high on pills all the time? Like, what do you mean? I mean, the, the promotional material isn't helping a homophobic crowd not be homophobic. <laughs> it's kind of it's just feeding them this sort of. He's wearing a cowboy hat with like a top thing and at uh, Royal chaps. Rumble '96. Top chaps. Yeah. <laughs> top chaps. Top chaps. <laughs> I take off my top chaps. Yeah. Stop breaking. Uh, it is it is clear that Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart will be a war. And then the announcer says, "And now Milton Bradley's electronic karate fighter presents the 1997 Survivor Series." It's just very, it's such a silly, silly, stupid promotional title. My, my question was, who's in charge of the blimp? Like, who, whose job Max is Mini. it to get that blimp? That's you. Oh, good, you did a great King job. Says that. Yeah, there. Max Minnie's piloting the blimp. Oh, he says that. <laughs> but you know, what? okay, I'm more concerned about the entrance because when the show begins, Pyro explodes. And the mats that the pyro is on are, are on fire. They should have sent Kane out early. Be like, <laughs> they flagged it out there. It's already like, on fire. They, they show the floor on fire, and they just cut away to the crowd, presumably because they just have to have guys come out with fire extinguishers and try to extinguish it immediately. But it's just like, well, that we could almost kill 20,000 people if we weren't careful here. Not the first entrance uh, gaff. Exactly, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. The, fir- the, the first entrance gaff of the night. Yeah, it's true. It's, we're gonna get it's it's it, there's a lot to it, uh, but I will say we are going to give this undercard the respect it requires, which is to say not a lot. So we're gonna try to. <laughs> That's all smart disrespect when you say that. <laughs> we're gonna try to. But we need to get like there's meat on this show. There's real meat, and I'm not talking about what's his name, Stasiak. Uh, I'm talking about it's some right. proper proper meat here. On the call tonight are Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. It's like where's where's Vince? What gives? What's the what's the story with that? Yeah. Conspicuous by his absence. Got it. Um, the French announce team has Jacques Rougeau Sr., who looks to be 105 years old when they go through the announcement. Is that Jacques Sr.? It's it's Ray, Jacques Sr., and um, the other guy. Um, Broussard? Uh, yeah, Charles Broussard. Is that it? Jean Broussard. Jean Broussard, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Still um, back uh, just a couple years ago uh, when they would do like the – they'd pan down like the nine oh, – yeah. Uh, desks they had at, at, at pay-per-views it'd be like we got the spanish guys the french guys the hindi guys the uh the the mandarin guys the japanese guys the uh there were a lot russian guys you know and who so was uh, oh yeah it was funaki he was on the japanese one yes yeah he was the number one announcer of course well it's, <laughs> it's always a, it's always a gas like we have you know tito santana on the on the spanish call on on this show it's always a gas to see like yeah of course oh yeah they, that guy's from it's like if vladimir kozlov was on the russian announce team you'd be like oh, okay great yeah he's russian. <laughs> vladimir kozlov, vladimir kozlov. have you seen by the way huge departure have you seen vladimir kozlov recently like in the last couple of years he's like no. a, a hollywood stunt guy now and he is shredded okay right yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Vladdy is is doing uh, he's doing a okay. He looks fantastic. He's like, wow. you know, I want to I want I want to be in a, the entertainment industry, but I like a union. So I'm gonna go to stunt stunt people, and maybe I'll uh, have some protection there for that didn't have in For wrestling. real, he's like, I'm a giant uh, physical person uh, who enjoys uh, performing. What can I do? Oh yeah, acting uh, stunts. Yeah, it's great. 
It's all right there. You gotta figure it out. We open the night with the new Blackjack, so the Headbangers going up against Badass Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and the Godwins. An eight-man elimination match. I think they even say, oh, it's a classic Survivor Series match. A classic is a five-on-five. Five. Am I right? Like, yeah, that's like, I was so... All these matches were four-on-four, four, weren't they? Yeah, but it's like, well, it's what weird. is... I think it is four-on-four. Four. Man, I do remember watching, like, the... Watching. Reading the back of, like, a video box at, like, you know, some video store. And it was, like, Survivor Series, like, I don't know, 89 or 90. And it was, like, all four-on-four four matches. And, like, they would have, like, a name and a captain... And um, they would be, you know, just like an, an arrangement of baby faces, an arrangement of heels. Like that would be the uh, the uh, contest. Now, I didn't know this was the Survivor Series elimination match because the con- the uh, ring announcer is freaking French, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it might be the only time they've done a French an- uh, uh, ring announcer in, in Montreal. It was good. I, I, I'll say it was a good touch. I did like the French uh, announcer. Uh, it yeah, it no. does make sense. Uh, so just forgot the original Survivor Series was three five on five matches and one ten on ten uh, with tag teams. So hell yeah, dude! It is five on five. I just watched that probably a month ago, probably two months ago. At the time the, the oh wait ten on ten. Did we do that on a bonus match here? It was we did like, one of them. I think we did eighty eight. We went on, or maybe we did eighty seven. I don't remember. We did. It's the killer bees bonus finish against like the head uh, not the head it, bangers, not the head it, shrinkers, the head hunters. Uh, 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 I think so. There's eight times more Jim Brenzel on the podcast than I thought there ever would be. I was shocked. And be Brian Blair. Yeah, good friends with Andy. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's the right amount of elimination match? I think there should be one at Survivor Series. I would like to see one five on five at least. I don't need four. Not really. Even even with the War Games, they should still have at least one five on five. Yeah, I want War Games and another one. I do want both. Yeah, but I want both. Should have should have room for 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 it, um, in my view. But there should be at least what should be at least one five on five Survivor Series match at Survivor well, Series. It's like well, well, well just, my problem yeah. with it though is that if there's no story behind it, it sucks. No, you, uh, you slam stories together. You're like, okay, two that, guys, but I team as Grayson Waller. It's just and, kind of like why, like why are these guys in an elimination match? Whereas the War Games matches, they've been working really hard lately to make it matter. Like the, the last War Games matches, have yeah. Like, They've tied a lot of great things together. And so at that standard, I'd be afraid of messing with the system. I'm not afraid. Daniel's it's a coward. Easier, I'm not afraid. We can do it. It's easier to yell war games at a guy's face and, and have this crag get psyched than five on five Survivor Series elimination. <laughs> that, might me, that might get more heat. I get more, more excited about that, honestly. Really? I'm yeah, afraid. I get William Regal to come down and scream that at a guy's face? Okay. When's he allowed <laughs> to come out on camera and yell war games again? I guess this makes sense because of the. You should have done it this the, year. You should have just been like, Adam Pierce should be like, you know, let my friend announce it over here. And then uh, <laughs> Adam, Pierce, oh, Adam Pierce did a great job with it. I liked Adam it. Pierce did. He did do a good job. He's not. He but he's not the guy. He's and so does Samantha Irvin. Come on. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. We like her, too. This podcast is for Samantha Irvin. Um, that's fine. Uh, oh, I thought, guys, I'm confused. You mentioned Bret Hart with the screw job. I thought it was Henry Godwin we were talking about. Oh, oh. Get, get, get this screwy rolled up finish. That was a fast count if I ever saw him. Now, yeah, here's, here's, here's well, so, yeah. I'll introduce my Survivor Series uh, theory. I've, I've mentioned this a million times. The the HP bar of a wrestling match, right? Like main event match, everyone's got like the max HP bar. You know, they get to hit him with with ten sweet chin musics and five sharpshooters, and it still wouldn't fail you, especially in years later. You know, these indie style matches where they hit like a double flipping Canadian destroyer onto with some thumbtacks that explode, and it's like, oh. Two. Oh, I get that. Um, and then these Survivor Series matches where like a guy stubs his toe and uh, he falls over and gets rolled up magically uh, to to pin. Like guys are getting pinned 
so quickly, especially when you have how many elimination matches do we have in this uh, card? Four. One, two, three, four. It's too many. It's entirely, it's entirely too many. Um, it's just these guys just have like no health bar at, to speak of at all. Yeah, it's, crazy. It, it's true. So yeah, the first elimination comes when uh, um, uh, Bradshaw, who Jr. Uh, refers, he compares to Stan Hansen, which is too generous. I want to be clear about that. It's too generous to call him Stan Hansen. I knew you would hate that. Of course, I would hate that. <laughs> and he's like, uh, 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 Bradshaw, who's got uh, any level of talent? I'm like, shut up. But, but in this, but in this grouping of guys, Matt, he's I know he, he, he's kind of popping. Uh, Bradshaw turns an abdominal stretch into a pin on Henry Godwin, eliminates him. One, two, three. Great tactical. That move is in No Mercy. I believe it is of Japanese origin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the it's the last this episode, guys. Like I have to play the hits. No, Matt has no problem with this finish at all. He's like, nope. That's a No That's a No Mercy, uh, which is my my wrestling bible, apparently. Yeah, um, of course. Phineas hits Blackjack Wyndham with a clothesline. A pretty decent one, I guess, because it's good enough for the one, two, three. Uh, and he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Billy Gunn comes in, and this is when Montreal first starts loudly chanting the F slur. Drew Lawler claims, says he claims it's in French, and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> that That is not a particularly – the hard G-O-T is not exactly a French. <laughs> It'd be like escargot instead. Be... <laughs> I didn't want to imagine what that would be, but you're right. Yes, no, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but Billy, att- att- sorry, Billy counters an attempt at a bulldog by just tossing Mosh on his face, and that gets him one, two, three as well. Mosh is also good. like this one is like yeah. all lame. Yeah. So, so just just to Will's point for a second, like let's talk about this just for a, a couple seconds more, because yeah, yeah. I experienced this just watching Deadline. It has oh, the yeah, same yeah. sort of deal. They do it better. We've got better. The Irish Survivor match. Yes. I mean, I just watched that as well. But it still uh, has that dynamic of, especially in an NXT context, where the main events are false finishes everywhere. Right. And so, again, this is fine, but you've already established the rules as an audience that I expect this particular athlete or wrestler to be able to go a certain distance. Yeah. And, I mean, Deadline has the advantage where they pull out finishers to put people away more often than not. Even though it's faster than normal, you would usually get a false finish if this was the main event but yeah so what do you do with that what is the solution how do you make that better i don't know and i don't know and yeah. some of these matches though the fight like when they get down to three or two a piece they start to drag it out a little bit better they start yeah. to they just got to get those first few finishes out of the way let's get the the eliminated shaft from the from the wheat well yeah. and more recently too it's like you legally have to do your finisher in, in a match for uh to to like get your paycheck uh, you know so uh it becomes more like a finisher parade in some survivor series matches and then like even in older survivor series matches from this one it would be like yeah you know he gets bonked by a clothesline he's like oh hacksaw's out of here you know that would take care of you <laughs> that would just do it <laughs> just job to any old thing yeah i mean i'm glad that i'm sorry that mosh set you off and you got eliminated daniel you're like oh, how do i like, I got such a heart for Mosh. Well, tag, tag chips, man. They're tag chips. <laughs> like, crap. They, will they just lose them? Yeah. They lost, no, they no, no. I, I'm just saying they, they have that pedigree. Oh. The uh, pantheon yeah. of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> they are champions. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Thrasher drops Phineas with the stage. I forgot to hit the one, two, three. At least it's a finisher. I mean, we can, we, I can at least be happy about that. Um, Bradshaw attacks Billy Gunn on the apron. So Roll Dog rolls him up, and he gets the one, two, three, even though it's a very close three. Even one of the closest threes I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, kind of an awkward three. It's like, me get him? I guess. Okay, sure. Him? Yeah. And well, they don't. It, 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 it was an explained away three because it mm. wasn't actually three. 
Yeah. It was close. Yeah. I think it was close. What yeah. they need to do? He, he kicked over four, and then they just had to be like, "No, wait, you, you got to do have to, you, you do have to go. be gone. We got to move." Bradshaw on. is still technically in this match years later. Just Even like uh, who was it? Kurt Hawkins didn't get eliminated from the Royal Rumble one year or something. He's still in it technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got beat up on like the on the on the stage by some guy running in the match. He's yeah, like, if you don't so, enter the ring, I don't think you count. I'm sorry. It's, you, you got a minute. You, you, you get 90 seconds to get in there. Been uh, for 11 years. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, return, though. I It's Kurt Hawkins. Who's he? That's that's he's Mr. Perfect's son, right? No, Vader's no, Kurt Hawkins. He was an edgehead, I think. He was an edgehead. It was neither. What? Brian Myers is a shoot name. He's like the Long Island guy. He was famous for having one of the longest losing streaks in the WWE. Oh gosh, this guy sounds like such a loser. Okay, moving on. Speaking of losers, Thrasher versus. I'll send you some videos. You'll love them. Thank you. Thrasher reverses a move on Road Dog. He lands on top of him. Billy Gunn comes off the top with a knee drop. It kind of looks like a miss. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Definitely (laughs) was. That gets the one, two, three. The future outlaws are the survivors for this team. Uh, they don't have music. They it takes them a few weeks for them to get the oh you didn't know style music. Yeah, they just finish true. matches and nothing happens. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, even though uh, they both had well, I guess so. Road Dog used to sing his his song down in the ring, and and Billy's most recent one was like either guns shooting. That was his song. <laughs> it's just guns going off, or uh, this really cool uh, rockabilly song, which is no yeah. longer his name. He do his little dance, he do. I kind of missed that dance. Yeah, he yeah, yeah that's that. right. On oh, the stupid like. Yeah, so it was, it was a weird kind of anticlimactic <laughs> celebration, but of course it was. It's yeah, nice yeah. To kind of see them coming into their own. Yeah, like, they keep getting pushed. This is one where they 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 keep not being over. They keep people. They keep winning matches. And the fans keep being like, mm. and they yeah. just keep at it until they get popular. It's like okay, and the, it works eventually. Um, speaking of popularity, people who never get there, it's Jackal Recon Sniper and the Interrogator of the Truth Commission going up against Crush Chain Skull and Eight Ball the DOA an eight man elimination match. Okay, uh, what happened? What happened to their old the truth commission's like? He, he just stopped coming out with. They, they didn't went do back to Hollywood, for, as far as I know. Okay, because they got they got a new hype man now who feels like he's just a guy who really wants to be a wrestler. It's <laughs> just you know who Cow- he is, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Do you know no. Cow- who is he? Matt, I'll give it to you. It's Don Callis, right? Yes. From AEW. From AEW, oh. he's got Kenny Omega's oh, former manager. Callous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back when he was had hair and he's uh he's an attractive young man. It's uh, totally it's not it's not the right fit for him at all. Like he's with this like military group and he's like, here's the thing, I don't think this is a good, you know. It's like, <laughs> he's more like yeah, he's like Raven or he's like funny Johnny Polo or something. Yeah, like, yeah. He's yeah. more but like he's that. Like, to he's me. jumping up all the turnbuckles like it's his match. It's kind oh, of yeah. like, He's in the match. Well, he's briefly in the match, at least. They're like, he's not really a wrestler, but I guess so. We ran out of guys, so we had to get this guy who knows how to bump, and he's in the match for two seconds. But hey, they had, they used to have, um, okay, Sniper Recon, Interrogator Jack. Who's the other guy? And who was Mantar? It was like Tank. Tank. Yeah, Yeah. Mantar with a mask. They released Tank. What do you do? Okay, idiots. You shouldn't have done that. What are you doing? That's a joke. They drained the tank. <laughs> they got scuttled. Um, DOA, <laughs> DOA ride their bikes out and then just drive back and park. It's like yes, and, and they were so cramped going around the ring. So <laughs> slow. They had to go so slow to get around. The it's like a like narrow right drive-through or something. And, this, and again, Jerry Lawler just hammering home. These are expensive bikes. Look at these expensive-looking bikes. They got to get them away from this much crowd. Why do they love They're to tell us riding bikes? Like, yeah. what? Vince loves riding bikes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you tell the little pet things like you got to tell them they're expensive. You're like, I don't care. Can they not get off their bikes and they can like some like backstage people like walk them elsewhere? Like I just, yeah, they just couldn't, they couldn't figure something out. It, it's like such a cool entrance. And then like 
Okay, we're just going to walk now. <laughs> or leave them there, and when you get eliminated, you're going to drive out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. go <laughs> there goes Chains. Oh, he's making me a change there. He later Chains. Oh, oh and, and eight ball got eliminated because Chains did not signal when he turned onto the ramp. So he is uh, <laughs> disqualified from the match for uh, poor driving. Uh, interrogator, hits cha- interrogator hits change with the sidewalk slam. His boring ass finish. And he gets the one, two, three. What? Um, finish the guy? I can't believe it. Skull or eight ball. JR and the commentators don't know. They hit Jackal with the sidewalk slam. And he gets limited with the one, two, three. And uh, yeah, I, I was at this point. I was just like, I'm actually fine. If they just, <laughs> just, if goes, just like, go <laughs> sidewalk slam, one, two, three, sidewalk slam, one, two, three. We just, <laughs> just boom, 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 boom. like, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got places. Just to let it, let it go, let it go. Jackal hops on commentary. Uh, you know he's kind of good at that kind of thing. He pumps up his team during the match. I mean, it's it's such a losing effort because who who could possibly give a damn about the uh, what are these guys called again? Truth commission. The truth commission. Yeah, I forgot their name because of that. The truth is like, you free. Like, like, this Jackal. is the whole thing. I've said this before, but just like the the lack of depth of the WWF roster at this point is shocking to me because we're in a yeah. season where oh, it's rosters immense. have so much depth. You could lose an airplane's worth of guys on the way to Saudi. You could go down to the sea. Come and on, man. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it is true, though. No, I will say it is true. Like, certain people have come back to the World Wrestling uh, Entertainment recently. And I'm almost like, I think WrestleMania needs to be, like, three nights. Like, this is insane. Like, right. there's just so it's many people. Wild. You yeah. know, where it's like, AEW should sign this guy and this guy and this girl. And, this and it's like. Cool. Um, when are they going to be on TV, and how are they going to be used in a way that won't make you be like, "Just burying them on Rampage." Like, sorry, it it's, it's impossible. The, the worst match on the card nowadays is still pretty good. <laughs> it's like, still pretty good. No, for real. Yeah, everyone yeah. can go, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like completely... it's very funny. And at this point, this might be completely different by the time this podcast comes out. But it's not impossible that WWE could have signed <laughs> Kazuchika Okada, and he would not be in the main event of WrestleMania. No, not at all. Yeah. But it's just hilarious to think about that. It's like, it's, I can't even like, anyway, the mind, the mind, it it boggles. But we're about uh, two months out from uh, the Royal Rumble 98, uh, which is a match where Mick Foley has to come out and be 10% of the match. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He's got to come out and be three guys. It it was a long time. Like even just like five years ago where Royal Rumbles were kind of like, you had to pack them with a lot of fodder. But, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You're just kind of like, here, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan once again. Here he comes. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. The legends return. It's rotation. He's coming up with a pop belly, but he's here. Oh, he's yeah. here. Uh, speaking of Okada, uh, Skull or Ball hit a clothesline on recon. He'd take him out for the one, two, three. It's a Rainmaker. Yeah. Rainmaker asks, well, <laughs> well, give me a look. Like, what are you referring to? It's like, well, it's it's a clothesline. It's kind of a similar thing. Uh, recon hits a Bulldog, uh, and Skull or Ball are gone. And the other Skull or Ball eats a sidewalk slam from the interrogator, and they get pinned. So it's Crush versus Sniper Interrogator. Crush. Yeah, Skull and April uh, used uh, Twin Magic earlier. They just uh, pulled the old switch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Shout yeah. out to the uh, Garcia sisters. Yeah, there okay. we go. There we go. These are properly. <laughs> Crush counters a move from Sniper with a power slam and pins him. So uh, Interrogator hits Crush with Sidewalk Slam. He pins him. Interrogator is a sole survivor. Uh, these first two matches are just trash. Just useless. Garbage. Absolute. <laughs> Garbage. But I do have good news, folks, because the DOA starts to die after this because. Well, they were uh, dead on arrival, remember? And they, <laughs> they should have been, right? Exactly. Well, this was uh, supposed to be gang rules. It was supposed to be the DOA versus the Bariquas versus uh, the Nation of Domination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that we haven't done that five million times. Before. They only botched it with some terrible triple threat matches earlier in the year. Oof, those were bad. So 
in the in the future Raws, uh, Jeff Jarrett is announced as doing his in-ring debut, but he becomes a diva, and he's like, "Well, I don't want to face Crush because I don't I'm, my contract's not being honored. I'm not getting bottled water, the proper catering, so I'm not going to face Crush." Nice. So they go, "Oh, okay, Crush wins by forfeit." Crush in the ring being like, "Okay, cool, win by forfeit," and then Kane comes down, and Kane tombstones Crush, and he actually drops him on his head, and he I never thought Glenn never hurt anybody. Oh no. No. Uh, and then he goes to he goes to Nitro in February, and he goes he goes to WCW in February as a member of the NWO. Right now, okay. and so he's gone. And then and then DOE doesn't match with we're just the three of them. And I'm like, okay, what do we? Interesting that Brian Adams got folks? injured. Uh, he got injured in a '69. Not funny. <laughs> oh wow! Like like summer of '69. Okay, yes. you're, Will Will's working on a level here we can't even truly appreciate, but uh, I appreciate that you making that point. Uh, so there we go. Um, Earlier in the night, fans were asked who was going to win in Brett versus Sean. And a couple of guys seem to be wise to the situation. They presume Sean's going to win. Some yeah, guys, there were some smart marks out there. Absolutely. Oh, so there's a couple. Some yeah. are very pro-Brett because uh, uh, they're also smart people. Uh, apparently, I found out this after the fact, Kevin Owens was at the show. Uh, although, and he hated Brett sense. and loved Shawn Michaels. So screw that. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I, I know, but but yeah. but I like you. You're my friend, and that you're and someone I love. Whereas Kevin Owens can go pound sand, that little dumb idiot, because uh, he's stupid. <laughs> With his uh, tiny dick. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> There's one guy who gets who's like being interviewed about it, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, Brett, you know, uh, we love you. Good luck." At-. And he gets like cut off before he says good luck in WCW, as there are several signs that oh, say Brett, yes. good luck in WCW, and there's a sign that says like Brett, go beat up the NWO. Yeah, bad news for that person. He joins them. But being in your I do they do be like trying to get that in World Championship Wrestling. Let's talk about it. Uh JR uh, he describes Montreal as a clean, wonderful city and talks about eating Montreal smoked meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> he was so Speaking of Kazuchika Okada, Kevin Kelly is in the AOL room where Steve Austin is dictating his thoughts to some guy on a huge gray laptop. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like this bit. I was like, I was into it. Because it's just a guy with a laptop and he's there. And Steve Austin's just sitting kind of like like perpendicular to him, and he's kind of like, you can also tell him, I don't give a damn about the British Bulldog. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, like, what I what I loved about this is that for as stupid of a concept as this promo was, Austin was able to use it and get the point across perfectly. Like, yeah, am I am I scared to get my neck broken again? Ah, shit, I might be scared, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna go there anyway. It was a perfect promo with a really stupid like core conceit that he had to work with. But I was yeah. like, this guy's brilliant. It's great. Um, Jim Ross cues up footage of Milton Bradley people at Survivor Series. Uh, they had like a pre-Karate Fighter tournament or something? I was like, who, who cares about this? Why are they showing us on pay per Why was there no tournament this year is what I want to know. There's a tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's they, right. There's a tournament. Defender title? No, it was the uh, the, the oh, finals. Yeah, but yeah, J- J- Jerry fought uh, Brian Christopher, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Jerry, it's Jerry Sonny in the finals, I believe, Will. So don't... Uh, uh, we unfortunately are no longer, we're not taking the road to Karate Fighter Monday, which was a something I was passionate about at the beginning of this podcast, Karate That's Fighter right. Monday. And it's a day I try to celebrate every year in December as much as possible. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Happy Karate Fighter Monday to all of us. Folks, to, <laughs> to wherever you are, happy Karate Fighter Monday. It's time for Team Canada, which is the British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, Doug Furness, and Philip Lafon, against Team USA, Vader, Goldust, Mark Miro, and Steve Blackman in an eight-man elimination match. Team Canada is made up of two Americans, a British guy, and a Canadian. I was thinking of of all the roster, if you don't count Brett and Owen, who could you make a Team Canada out of in the World Wrestling Federation at this time? You got uh, Jackal and uh, Interrogator, both Canadian. 
Um, and then I, I, you know, I guess uh, Philophon. And Edge is signed. Edge is Edge is signed. He's interesting. Um, <laughs> Adam Copeland <laughs> or Sexton Hardcastle, he's called at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of uh, any other Canadian. Eric Shelley, one of, the, one of those like cruiserweight guys. Yeah, who, uh, sure. Shows up. <laughs> okay, so I'll stop thinking about it because I can't think of any other Canadian. Is Lance Storm in the in the farm team in the farm system? No, he's, no, he's probably at this point. He's probably uh, still part of the Thrill Seekers. No, oh, Jared, yeah. it's at WCW right. at this time as well. I think. Yeah, I think Lance probably in ECW. So Steve Blackman showed up on Raw last week as a fan. Such a weird thing. Steve so, Morella did it way better. They, they, they did a That's whole thing right. about how he won a championship. Uh, yeah. ba- Blackman went to jail. Vader paid his bail <laughs> and then like picked him up. And it was like, I don't know. Vader. It's weird to think about Vader doing anything other than like, like, why is, yeah, why is Vader everybody's buddy? Like he was Patriot's buddy. And now he's Steve Blackman's buddy. Like, why do they think like he's, is he just and, like, like he, he like protects Blackman. Yeah, like he's, he's all he, huddled over him and stuff. They got a do- mama bear. He's like, Oh, it's a big old mama bear. That Vader. They should have done something yeah. like Lifeware, where it's like Kevin Kelly drives to Burger King with Vader, and they just talk about something. <laughs> just to be, just to like get across that like Vader's a friend to all, and it's just kind of wrestlers like, and oh, cars getting burgers. <laughs> so when he says one whopper, he means eight whoppers. Yeah, eight whopper, he means he'll whop you over the head. Well, what I think they should have done with Steve Blackman too. They should have given the World Wrestling Federation title and make Farouk just so angry. Because a Blackman would have won the championship before Farouk did. <laughs> oh my God. So oh my finally, God. you'd have a Blackman. <laughs> Anybody? It is. Uh, I went, I there. Like, you got it. We're like, you know, you know, entering the United States or Canada, and you, you're customs, and you are a white guy, last name Blackman, and the person you're talking to is black. That'd be weird. You're kind of like, here you go. And they'd be like, come on. And I'm like, I don't know. I was a blacksmith back in the day. He's a smack. He's a smack. The hot horseshoes, baby. I can't. I can't help it. I can't help it. This is my ancestor. Do it. Michael. Uh, Cole, Michael yeah. Cole. Sorry. Michael Cole is with Vader and Team Mio stay in the back. He prompts Vader to start talking, but Vader is clearly rattled and takes a few moments to start talking. And it's and he goes, still- "Yep." <laughs> these, these backstage interviews are like rough today. <laughs> well, Vader's not the guy to, to put the stake in front no. of. And then you're like, "Who else on his team can talk?" And then they give it to Steve Blackman. And yeah. You're like, oh no. <laughs> We, we taught well, a karate playing mop. It just had like a normal human voice. Like he was Which just doesn't like fit in the World Wrestling Federation. It doesn't fit here. Fit, fit like, yeah, like I'm, uh, I'm going to go out there and I've fought before, so I think this is a fight, so I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. Right. Even Shamrock got like the note to be like, no, you got to be like 20 times whatever you are. Just like go crazy. That like ruins Hawk later on. Yeah, yes, oh, yes, it does. Uh, the varying degrees. Of, well, that's not all that ruins talk, you know. Yeah. The problem is, <laughs> if you're gonna pick two guys in that team to talk, I'd pick Vader. I'd not Vader. I'd pick Marrow and Goldust. Those guys can talk. We've been in the right. other. Right. But, like but, but Goldust is having a moment, so I don't know. Goldust would say, "F you." More on Gold. Unchained. <laughs> team USA comes out to the Patriots music, which makes no sense. Uh, but I guess they're supposed to be the American team, so that's fine. I um, wish the Montreal people found the You Suck chant first, you know? If they found the You Suck that way, that would have been perfect. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, In Your House of Generation X, also comes out to a Kurt Angle's music. It's so a good song. It's a good song. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a J.J. banger. They were, they were trying to give it away, but no one was taking it. Like <laughs> they were trying just... to give it away. That's right. Angle, Angle grabbed it and held on. So, okay, gave it gold. to Takamichi Nuku for a second. Goldust has F.U. written on his cheek. JR he's, says, he's got black. Speaking of black men, he's wearing black well, 
face paint. Black, black, more, black face. More on that in a second because – Oh, no. Jim, uh, so JR clarifies that FU stands for Forever Unchained, which is just like Forever 21, can't I guess. Be real. Oh. I don't know. Like the, he wants to be like, what, how can I write F.U. on my face to get away with him? They just come with a dumb excuse. This, this so, reminds me, super side tangent, when I was in high school, we had an expression that um, F the effing effers. Sure. Our friends kind of motto. And so at the end of all our yearbook descriptions, we put FTFF. And so the yearbook girls were like, what does it stand for? And so we're all on the spot, and we all kind of like together. We're looking at each other. Friends treasure friends forever. Was what yes. we, you know. And so <laughs> uh, that is written at out at the end of all of our <laughs> yearbook oh, descriptions. That's even funnier. That's the, I mean, the best possible answer. They're doing so that's just like, like oh, this is like f you, and they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, uh, forever unchained. Friendship united. So uh, Goldust is Goldust has always worn gold and black face paint. But essentially, he does black face paint with some gold. And WWE must consider this close enough to blackface because there is one or two segments in the next few weeks on Raw that are completely cut from WWE Network because he would have similar face makeup and it's too close to blackface. So it's just not even there. Wow. So, so there's one week where he's not around. I think he's, like I think Vader confronts him. And I think the second week, he just doesn't show up. And the third week on Raw, Luna Vachon is there to say why she's with Goldust. And we just Goldust never isn't there. We've never seen that. Well, Goldust is there. He's become the, oh, the artist okay. formerly known as Goldust. And he's wearing ga- you of know eighteen thousand uh, thing gimp things and everything like that. So um, yeah, he's so, yeah. uh, certainly a unique individual. Yeah, Goldust's not trying to do blackface. He just happens to be wearing black makeup. On his I know. Face. I have, like, I've asked just, this about Dusty before. He's just reversing his makeup colors, right? Like it makes Inverting sense. It, yeah. Like, yeah, it makes sure. sense. Now, if you, if, yeah, if you just show it to somebody, they may be like, "What's going on there?" I'm like, "Well." <laughs> Yeah, it's can't. hard to explain away. You know, that's the natural. It's almost not worth it. Yeah. Um, Cole's in the back with Team Canada, and Doug Furness clo- quotes, "Love it or leave it." He said, "I left." It's good. Oh yeah, Doug Furness. Let's go. I think Doug Furness is a gem. I think he's the. I think oh, he's yeah. the And I'm like, dude, I, I like them, but I like they're them. good. They don't have any personality. No, Furness has some. That's why I would, I'd argue with that. Um, <laughs> Team Canada. He showed it here just for a second. Team Canada makes a strategic choice. They come out with both a Canadian flag and a Quebecois flag, which is smart in Montreal. Yes. And they come out to Bret Hart's music. They come out to Bret Hart's music. Um, Bulldog starts with Mark Merrow. Mark Merrow takes off his USA hat and tosses it to Bulldog, who wipes his behind with it to a big reaction. He tosses it right to Sable. She catches it. Yeah. Uh, Bulldog sends Merrow outside, and then Gold- Bulldog does some martial arts pose with Steve Blackman. And then Merrow takes Sable out of the American team's corner, and he takes her to a neutral spot, which is a good bit for the characters. I don't trust anybody who doesn't want her near them. It's kind of like, okay, you go over here. Even if you're closer to my enemies, I'd rather not have you anywhere. The yeah. horny Montreal uh, crowd is very uh, into Sable. Sable. Of course. Because <laughs> thing means sand, of course. <laughs> uh, Aiden Christensen is there just stewing in the front row. <laughs> yeah, I hate her. Um, Vader dies off a second rope at Bulldog, who catches it and flips him over the slam. Then he quickly hits a big old suplex on Vader to a big reaction. And Bulldog tags out, but then he like looks at the crowd to be like, "You all saw me be cool as hell just now. That was sick. Who else thinks yeah. that was sick?" He's getting his heat uh, back, brother. It was. I I, I loved it. I, I loved it. Um, Blackman, who we're told is not a wrestler, follows Lafon out of the ring and gets caught up in the grass with the Canadian team. But Lafon gets in the ring before the refs count, and Blackman doesn't, so he's gone. Doesn't I know the rules. So he's not even a fan, but he was a fan. That's a confusing. He, uh, he's literally at, he's literally at the show. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess he doesn't know that uh, can't be outside the ring for no. more than a count of ten. 
This is a, this guy's unhinged because not only he came to a wrestling show, he's not really a fan, and yet he still jumped in the ring. <laughs> right. But Vader's he knew like, he's he my help. friend. <laughs> Don't take this guy to a movie. He's going to rip down the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the robots are after us. Terminator, get him. <laughs> hey, as a guy that jumps into conflict, I can relate to this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you want to see somebody get fight, fight someone in a movie theater or in, in a wrestling context, Dan, use your man. That's right. That's right. I, I got you covered. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that we showed that on, I believe on the SmackDown Six podcast we talked at length about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Well, that's right. Uh, Jr. mentions that Nighthawk was a psych major in college, which is always a funny detail. I have to think it was a soft psych course. You know what I mean? It's like one of those psych courses where you know you kind of get you coast by on C minuses and you get it. I don't think he's like conducting like experiments and sitting with people. You know what I mean? Well, wasn't that yeah. Goldberg's thing too? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Was yeah, really? I, I heard down the line that like Goldberg was disgruntled because he wanted to put more psychology into his character and they wouldn't let him and he was all mad about it. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's what held him back. Uh, what about instead <laughs> you decided to put a little bit more wrestling into your kicks there, Goldberg? Don't kick me in the head, Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg! Um, <laughs> it, it, well, Jim was, prob- it was probably a uh, like a scholarship or something right it's probably on like a shot put scholarship exactly then... well yeah, yes exactly with the anvil toss they have that i don't know if they have the anvil toss as a university they level. stopped it actually just a couple years ago yeah no, stop being a major because anvil he, toss he tossed the big one and passed away but i mean the, the nine heart zone is a thing on this podcast and making more and more sense as this show goes on <laughs> Um, he beat I, he beat that rap for a second. He beat those charges, and then he got yeah, hit briefly, it. and they went one. I, although I will say, and this is something I want to be clear about, and and I, I realize what I'm about to say will get me uh, booed and attacked in Montreal. I kind of love Jim Nighthart's body. I think I just love a guy who is like this like thick brick of a dude, and he's like he's not fat. He's just sturdy and solid. He might be a little bit fat, but he's like I mean a little fat. Yeah, he might be a little bit fat there. Um, Vader drops an elbow on the sturdy, solid man, Jim Neidhart. He most of his body weight lands on his groin though, because he's like going between his legs, drop the elbow, which looks painful. Then he hits a running splash on him to take him out. Neidhart gets pinned one, two, three. Yeah. And and then Vader hits a belly to belly slam on Lafon. He hits a second row splash on him and he gets the one, two, three. So yeah. it's just Furnace and the Bulldog and Bulldog against the three other Americans. So Mero. Does his thing where he he where he jumps he's on the top rope and he jumps he turns around and he does a moonsault, oh, yeah, but he, he does some furnace. Furnace crumples under in a pretty painful way. I I watched him back a couple of times trying to get a sense of it. I think he hits him with his knee on the head a little bit. I think, I think he, he hit him. I think he just like lands right on his head, like yeah. right on the uh, furnace's head. Yeah, I felt bad for the guy. Um, Mero gets goes for a sense to flip on furnace, but furnace kicks out. He rolls him up and he gets the one two three. So Mero is gone. He pays for his mean move yeah um this is well, a moment there where they, they do they do like a slam right after that like yeah. right after the little botch and i think it like maybe it was supposed to be like a catching thing oh okay i could see that mm. that's yeah, what i thought Which one was was cool like catch and slam unsurprisingly it's hard to be in a position to catch to be caught when you are jumping and turning and diving blindly behind you flipping upside down yeah that's right doesn't work sorry i just i did that i, I did that in my <laughs> you're triggering all sorts of balloons I know. Is My, that what you do to do? Once again, on the on the uh, the Apple video calls, if you make symbols, <laughs> okay. I shoot balloons up to everyone's amusement. <laughs> I could turn it off. I just decided not to because no, keep it on. You were triggering the a like button for some reason earlier. I don't know how you were doing that, but um, I didn't even notice before this that Goldus had a broken hand, but he has he's missing a sleeve and he's got a broken hand. He's reluctant to tag Invader or for Vader. Well, he also has the word freedom written on his uh, broken hand. 
Wasn't that ironic? The, the, the way he nonchalantly points to it, like, I can't, I'm like, why, like, why are you here? The commentators are cleared. like, he's, he's been cleared, but he's just like, well, if you didn't want to compete, just, you could have stayed back then. What have that doctor is clearing these people? <laughs> yeah, he clears Ooh, Steve Austin, he clears Goldust. He's we like, had, uh, yeah, you're fun. <laughs> we had multiple weeks in October 2002 about how can Undertaker have his cast in Hell in a Cell with Brock Lesnar at No Mercy 2002. That's and there was like weeks, and there was like the worst doctor of all time being like, I don't know if you remember that, I don't know if you guys remember that show, but No Mercy 2002, Undertaker threatens a doctor to inject him with drugs. Yeah. So he can go and run. I just, I was shoot just trying to shoot so me funny. up. Yep. Shoot me up, Doc. It's like, okay, he's, he's got like 15 we, we, pounds of pulse. Recreating real life uncomfortably so, I'm sure. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only the doctor then is like, of course, get over here. Do you want some, <laughs> do you want some what are they called, somas? Uh, I got all sorts of stuff here I can give give to you there. Oh uh, Furnace hits a, an overhead belly to belly suplex on Vader because he's a man and he looks sick because he's, <laughs> he's, he's a beast. That rules. Vader gets sick of Goldust, so he slaps him in the face and tosses him in the ring. I presume this slap is the equivalent of a tag. Uh, I think Jarrett says it counts as a tag, yeah. I love it as an idea. Um, Goldust walks out and gets countered out, so it's Vader versus Bulldog and Furnace. And so Vader gets a, a Vader bomb on Furnace, taking him out. Then B Bulldog grabs the ring bell and whacks Vader with it until the referee is busy, and that gets Bulldog the one, two, three, and he is the sole survivor for Team Canada. I, li I like that finish. It's nice. Um, now It's fun. I was going to say, of course, this is not necessarily obvious to people. Bulldog is done with WWF after tonight. He goes to WCW in early 1998. He follows Brett there. He does come back, though. Okay. Back he comes back in, like, 99, where he's like, where's the yeah. jeans, right? Where's the jeans? Pockets that sliding uh, people's elbow on him. And then his, 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 theme, his theme song was just barking, essentially. <laughs> that was cool. They don't, they're, it's, they're not betting 100 uh, for these things. Ah, okay, now it's time. JR announces the winner of the Survivor Series Super Subber Sweepstakes. Whoa, what did you just say? You said it so easily. It's impossible how <laughs> I just did it. But uh, I like how, was this, is this where, does Lala try to say it and fail? He, yeah, but, he, but like, he, he pretends to. Like, he's yeah. not actually yes, yeah, failing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's working. He's like, he's selling, yeah. he's selling <laughs> the word. Wait, am I getting worked, bro? <laughs> is Lala working me into a shoot over the but then, but then Jim Ross thinks he's not working, and he just, like, moves on. He doesn't get the gag. It's like a weird thing. <laughs> I know. Lala's, Lala's cute trying to do it. Uh, so there's a winner. They call a woman named Jacqueline in South Carolina. And Jim, Ro Jim Ross asks her she's watching Survivor she Series. She's heavy, man. I just want to say she's that. Excited. Right? <laughs> she she's excited. She has a heavy breath. <laughs> he asks if she's watching Survivor Series. I hope someone asked her beforehand if she was, because they've done that stuff before where there was like, I think it was SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. Like, He's like, no, yes. my cable company doesn't uh, doesn't cover it. Doesn't yeah. carry it. That's <clears throat> too bad. Got to move. I think I think Pettingill said he had to move. Like, ah, oh, uh, you got to get rid of them. Jim, Jim Ross asks if she, who she's going to bring, and she says Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, he's hurt. I know. Now, fun. Here's the fun thing. So I watched a few Raws after this. I've seen footage of this event. I've seen this Survivor Series Super Super Sweepstakes. He was great. Sit there like eating French fries. Like, we see we see Steve Austin with Jacqueline and probably a boyfriend or something like that in the back of a limo, and he says. Uh, first off, I was say Jacqueline seems like a to totally normal woman, and, and I think it's, I'm thrilled for that she seems cool as hell because she's like a wrestling fan. It just seems cool. Um, and so Austin says, "We're gonna run up a hell of a tab on Vince's dime." <laughs> he just seems like a good hang, like, and I think. Oh, good. And, okay. And then we see them eating and stuff like that, and they're just like they're just in like a simple sit-down restaurant where like most people have like <laughs> you're just a like very normal kind of like diner style burger and fries and is some of that. In his gear though, is he in the vest and the knee and the? No, he's tights? in a black t-shirt and like cutoffs. You know, he's in, he's an awesome. He which is being a dude, I want to, it's one of the things we're kind of like, so you're hanging out with him for like 
know, two hours at least. Like, are you like pretending the whole time? You're like, uh, I hate Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah. like, what are you who doing? Like, you, who are you afraid of in the World Wrestling Federation? Who who could you beat up? But it's like, I mean, how's the life? Like, like Steve is always like on raw on WWE programming or WWF programming. Sorry, I gotta make the uh, error appropriate. He's always like, I don't have friends. I don't care. I just want to wrestle. And he was kind of like, let's go, let's go, bro out. Let's go. Yeah, let's have a good time. It's like, oh, is that your cat? Oh, it's adorable. You know, and he was notorious for being quite friendly with fans as well. Like, oh, man. I mean, there's still people love these stories. Isn't number five selling T-shirts still like an Austin shirt? Like, it's in right. like. The guy still moves merch at a level that's crazy. I oh yeah, it's unbelievable. Every I mean, still believe every city they go to, they they sell like a you know uh, whatever St. Paul three sixteen or something like they, uh, they every every town they go to. That's why like, first time they had Brock Lesnar uh, Suplex City T shirts. Oh yeah, uh, and it's like you know it, it's like a highway like off ramp sign. It's like Seattle Suplex City. Yeah, I I had one of those for Brooklyn. Yeah, I uh, Brooklyn. Well, yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying St. Paul 316, which is very close to an actual Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow unintentional on your part. Yeah. Like, whenever they go, when they go to uh, Corinth, it says Corinth 316. That's right. I was trying to think <laughs> of a dinky right. American city, but I guess St. Paul is part of the Twin Cities of Minnesota, which is a major American city. Been there. So I apologize to the good people of St. Paul. I've been in Minneapolis. I've been to St. Paul. Um, we get a video package for Kane. Okay, that's the thing. If you if you win the Survivor Series Super Super Sweet Stakes, you should have brought Kane. Should have brought Kane. You cracked that whole case. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be. He's just there. Would Paul room. Bear come with them as well? And Vince is like, oh no, I'm not paying for that. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> he, he obviously eats too much. He eats too much. Oh, can't have that. Come on, Val. Oh gosh. Um, yes. What's Paul Bear's real name again? Percy. Percy Pringle. Is it or is it William Mooney? <laughs> is, was Percy oh, a, like a yeah. gimmick name as well? Oh, I think it's a gimmick name as well. Yeah, you're right. I think it's William Mooney or something. I will say these video packages. I remember um, Kevin Nash uh, was interviewed, you know, in one of his millions of shoot interviews. But he was saying that he watched WrestleMania 14 and he saw that there was like mm. a Hollywood style video trailer before every match. And that's when he and WCW was like, oh, I think we're in, like, I think we're finished. I think we're in trouble now. And uh, I, I I think it's really catching on here, um, like the Sean and Brett uh, video packages that the show twice tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, are are really good and this came video package is really good it's just so extra and over the top it's it's pretty awesome like we've seen this, this video package of kane has like every cool kane thing that he's done which hasn't been a lot in a month uh and it makes kane look uh really cool yeah but this this, this legacy is so long lasting they they've nailed this ever since yeah. where for the longest time my wrestling fandom consisted of just pay-per-view to pay-per-view and I didn't, I didn't need to watch weekly wrestling because the video you, packages just the video packages make what what happens on the shows look amazing. Like I think for yes. the very first match, they showed the replay of that boombox getting shattered at the Headbangers match. You're yes. like, well, I missed that. That looks awesome. You're like, okay, well, that was the only thing that happened to that match. It's so. like you didn't need yeah. that. Well, it's it's so true. It's like you you do what Daniel did, or you go back and watch. You're kind of like, uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to enjoy this as much. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a this lot of uh, a lot of stuff that happens in you know an hour and a half of no commercial time, and then you watch the pay per view. You're like, great, get it, boom, up to speed, beautiful. Don't so, miss a thing. So Kane came to the World Wrestling Federation. Paul Bear talked about him a lot, and people thought that Paul Bear might have just been crazy. But then there had to be Kane at Bad Blood. He attacked Undertaker. And uh, and Undertaker was so injured, he just never showed up on TV again, except to say one time that he's not going to fight Kane. Doesn't want to fight Kane. Uh, yeah, but he's Kane, fine. 
But he's <laughs> fine. He's not injured at all. He's just not around. He's emotionally struggling, I guess. Well, he's not around, so he can't interfere with the main event later on. Not all scars are physical, Will. As Kane would uh, would show us years later. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, so Kane has just been beating people up to get the point across the Undertaker. Like, hey, you got you to gotta wrestle me. Undertaker will not. He attacked uh, Dude Love. Mankind fought back against him. Or which was he? I think it was Mankind. I think it was Dude Love. He, better, he beat up Dude Love, yeah. yeah. And that, that was just a great duality of his character where it's like, oh, he beat up this fun-loving idiot. And then Mankind's like, no, it was still me. And I'm a psycho. And I'll do whatever it takes to take you down, you know, get back that's at pretty, you. That's pretty much what he says in this uh, video promo afterwards, too. He says, yeah. he came to a brick wall. He's a bit worked up, I would say. I love that <laughs> promo. That promo was great. Um, like, some people climb really over it, go around it. I'm just going to run straight at it. Dude, over Mick, Mick, Mick rules. They have such a diamond in the rough with him that'll pay off in like, you know, the next year or so through 98 yes. and in like early 99 and even into 2000 for years, man. Like, yeah, Mick's so good. Yes. Mick's so good. It's time for Kane versus Mankind. Um, it's funny to me that in Bret Hart's final match in the WWF, it's the same as Kane's first match. Now, of course, it's not. I got screwed by Kane. <laughs> Kane. Kane wrestled Vader in some house shows before this, but not the case. I just want to be clear. This match has never announced this notice qualification, right? Uh, no, there, there's, there's no, one spot. Nothing's announced this notice qualification. Everything has this is, qualification worthy shit. These it's are crazy. attitude era rules. Attitude era so, rules, brother. We got a video oh, package later man. on. WWF attitude. Oh, man. Yeah, is this the rules. first show that we've gotten the Attitude promo? Or have we seen it before? No, it's the first time. We'll talk oh, about it. Oh, man. We're, we're oh. officially the Attitude era, man. I know, I know. It's so, wild. It's featuring wild. Bret Hart. Mankind attacks Kane before he can get to the ring. And okay, just ring wait. Yeah. I need to say something. I need to get something off my chest. Please. One of the things that pissed me off the most in recent wrestling memory was the Fiend and the Red Lit match. <laughs> red Lights. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So some, yeah. Okay. I thought they were trying something out. They've done this before. Yeah. They know it's terrible. Why were they trying <laughs> it again? I was even more upset than I'd been before. Isn't this it is funny? Such the worst idea. Immediately, I think, what are they trying to hide? As a fan, I think, what are they trying to hide? Ooh, oh, immediately you get suspicious. I like that. Yeah, they're trying to hide his skill. Right. They're trying to hide things in the dark, and I, I kind of tune out. I think. I think one of the things you're trying to hide is that when the lights went on at Bad Blood and you see Kane standing there, his outfit is so bright red. It's like really like it looks cool when he's red and he's like in the light and stuff. And then when he's just standing next to Undertaker, who's like wearing black and, you know, he's just Kane is just so bright red. You're just like, all right, that's a little, <laughs> that's a little a loud, little but right on, sister, you know, like go you know, <laughs> go to town. Uh, but, yeah, it is funny. And uh, at least we get an opportunity for, for this red light for Kane's matches to stop at some point. We I know it doesn't go to WrestleMania, so it no. only lasts like a couple of months or, or maybe no, just this figure, one. They're figuring it out. It is funny, Daniel. Yeah, they see it and they're like, oh, "This doesn't really work." And then years later, Vince is a lot older, so he's like, "That's gotta work." Well, the, question, the question to me is like, "Is he like, let's try that again?" Or is he like, "I have a brand new idea I've never thought of before. What if they wrestle yeah, all in right. redness?" And someone's, and someone's like, like uh, "Vince, we've already done that." And he's like, <laughs> someone, someone who's not suspiciously like Brother Love says, "Vince, we've already yeah, done yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love it, Vince. <laughs> Uh, well, of course, Kane loses the red light match at one point. Uh, it's between him and uh, Sting. From it's, the Rock, it's called the Roxanne match. Yes, no? thank you. <laughs> so Mankind attacks Kane before he can get in the ring. And uh, Kane lifts Mankind up by the neck and tosses him into the steel steps outside. And then Kane lifts his arms and drops him in the ring, blasting off his pyro and the bell rings. 
And I thought that would stop the red light, but it doesn't. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's why I, I was like, oh, maybe this. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Not quite. It doesn't because really, yeah. Nick Foley is selling like a champ in this match. And we don't oh, really get to see it. It's what he it does the best. Yeah. It makes it harder. It's true. Even as a champ, he was selling like a champ. Um, yeah, Kane <laughs> throws the steps in Mankind's head outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. An insane sentence. But it's, I'm, it's I'm okay. I'm okay with throwing guys into steps. I have a harder time with hitting them with the steps. Oh, I got a real to, hard time to, with to throwing not, the steps. To not be a DQ. Yeah. I got to but say with me, folks. You can throw the steps to no mercy, so I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> well, I think it was a John Cena Bray Wyatt match early on in Bray's career. I think Bray threw the steps from the ring to John Cena, or or the other way around, but like from the ring to the aisle, and then oh, the guy getting tossed to uh, get out of the way, uh, which um, thankfully if, no one was killed. If, if it I would stays, do. if the ring steps stay outside the ring, then it's not a foreign object because it's where it's supposed to be, right? That's is right. That, is that how we're is that how we're doing it? I mean, I mean, we are get really getting to the nitty gritty there. It is one of those things where at one point you're just kind of like, well, if the rest not going to call it, and we're moving on. So if you take the turnbuckle pad off from the ring and bring it outside, it's foreign to the outside of the ring. That's right. right. That is so and he hits somebody with it. It's like, well, it's technically a foreign object. It was outside the ring. It's supposed to be inside. It's also, te- it's also technically soft. Technically wouldn't hurt him, but we don't we don't really address that aspect of it. Maybe got whipped by like one of the strings. It hits you in the eye, catch you the wrong way. You're going to have a bad night. It is canvas, so it, it could cr- crunch a little bit on the skin. Could, it could be a little scrapey. It's a little I scrapey. Mean, I mean, later on, we get a full-on skewer, so whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mankind gets set gets sent to the corner, and Kane hits him almost with a boss man slam on him. And I was like, whoa, a mask guy doing a boss man slam was his abyss? The black yeah. hole slam? Is that what he called it? Black hole slam. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was Although, at that oh, moment abyss. where I was, like, visualizing abyss. <laughs> well, it's also because abyss is Mankind plus Kane put together. Yes. So he's like, it's even like the, a lot like, of abyss visions. I was, I was yeah, thinking. it's very much this, very similar. He's a thing. producer now for <clears throat> abyss. Abyss is a producer in the in WWE. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been back. He was a backstage character one time. He like represented AJ Styles for some reason, and like then yeah. he's which, a, which is a, a deeply hilarious concept. It, it's, it's so of all things. Did they have a huge TNA feud or something? As no, it's 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 very hilarious. Sure. The TNA boys uh, are like backstage WB doing like you know bits. Well, like Jeremy Borash was was is a big up there now. There you go. Or has yeah. or has been at least I think he was at one point. WWE is just a just a black hole absorbs everything it sees. You know, black hole slam bringing it back. Mankind. Speaking of Kazuchika Okada, Mankind finally gets some offense when he drops Kane face first on the outside, and Mankind grabs a chair and he smacks Kane in the face. I, that seems decubable to me. I don't know if the ref missed that or what it was. That's okay. Did the ref sneeze when that happened or something? Choo. <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that? Uh, back in the ring. Earlier in the night, they go to great pains to have the refs turned away when Bulldog hits with the ring bell and stuff. But then, yes. but also, but JR, I missed it, but when when that happens, JR's like, oh, I can hear it. <laughs> it's like, well, ref, what did you? That's always the best part when you hear like the smack of a chair in in a match behind the ref's back, and the ref turns around, and the guy who was uh, vertical one second ago is now laying on his back, and the ref's not like. Sometimes they're like, you know, if it's an Eddie Guerrero match, right? They say you the chair, and Eddie like throws it to the other guys like, hey, not me. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. But if he doesn't see it, it doesn't go. But like, he's just like, they, oh. they, they show a replay instantly. That's the thing that always gets me. They show a replay instantly. And so, would the ref have access to that? Like, couldn't they just oh, be like... Well, he shouldn't be looking at the Titan Tron anyway. I just imagine him, like, he's watching the match, and he just looks at him, and he sees it, and he's like... 
Hey, what the hell? What was that? That was uh, that was that uh, a pay per view in 2012, I think. Years later, there was a, a something that happened, and a ref came out like with an iPad and showed it to the ref and be like, "Look, he cheated." And the ref's like, "Oh, oh Break, breaks the whole system. well." In 2009 at SummerSlam, Miz and Randy Orton they did a whole thing where the replay plays on the big screen down the ramp, and the ref sees it. It's like, and wait the ref a minute, sees it, and he restarts the match, and it happens like two times. But that's like, once you introduce no, that, we're so told. inconsistent. It happened in 2004 too, guys. When it was, it was, it was also happened in 2003. We're anyway. We're, <laughs> It happened, in, uh, it happened in the 30s, but someone had to come out and recreate what had happened. It was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, they uh, had everyone flash photography. Uh, well, Abe Lincoln lost the match, and then, but the, yeah. then the, the referee got a telegram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a guy on horseback came in and was like, I messaged that said, I don't know if you saw this, but two weeks later, a newspaper was printed. It was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where do we start the match? It's like, we can't. He already won the presidency. He's, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's unassailable. That's right. His opponent, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, back of the ring, Mankind hits a pile driver and then gets a mandible claw on Paul Bearer. Is yeah, that that's a, he's, he's out of the ring. That was great. Paul selling is so funny. <laughs> he crosses his eyes. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's, also great, it's a great babyface thing to do when you're like, he does a mandible claw on, and him, and you're like, well, that's strategically not the smartest thing to do. I'd say that. That's a. But it's what I wanted to see. Yep. Don't matter. Mankind has never been the most uh, uh, intelligent uh, individual. He celebrates on the apron. Mankind does. Then King gets up, grabs Mankind by the throat, and throws him off onto the Spanish announce table, destroying it. That was great. Very Which cool. Would look like, cool. Like, this match is decent. Just yeah, I forgot this was the other singles match. I, I I apologize earlier when I mentioned there was only other one other singles match to the main event. This 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 one as well. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, Mankind hits a low blow on Kane, no disqualification. He DDT's Kane on the entranceway. Then he follows up with a diving elbow off the apron. So it wasn't too damaged by being thrown onto an announce table. He's okay, I guess. Um, Mankind goes to the top rope. Kane pops up. He tosses him from the top rope to the mats on the floor outside. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. And then in the ring, Kane finishes the tombstone power tower for the one, two, three. I thought yeah. this was a fun brawl, folks. And he faces yeah, away is, from the hard great. cam. Mick Foley makes things good, and he did it again. He could sell, sell, sell. Yeah, Kane is allergic to the, to the hard cam. I think he's, he's afraid of the hard cam. But, yeah, no, the match was cool. I liked it. Uh, the, yeah. the thing is, too, is that, like, Kane is a good worker, right? So yeah. this is this is nice. You're not just – we're not just trying to sell a big guy as a demon. We got we got a good guy in here that can – Well, and as opposed to the interrogator, who's, like, super green – Kane is like pretty seasoned by this point. He's already had like He's a little WWF like run for two years or whatever. Yeah, and, and in Memphis before that, so he's you know he's 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 had he's had a go. Yeah, Kane's not green. He's red. Jr. <laughs> and Lawler, Kane. they show dog tags if you send in your cable bill, which I would like to have. Well, why <laughs> yeah. are they, why are they getting you to send send your cable bill? Was to see if you also bought WCW's pay per view that month, probably. No, just to prove this is like proof of purchase. That's all. But they were watching the show. What do you mean proof? They don't need to buy. They get they get the cash. That's what the money's for. To quote Mad Men. But no, what? but it's not like you can buy the pay-per-view and not be subscribed to cable to get Wrestling Weekly, right? Or was it for the pay-per-view? Anyway. I think it's I think it's like dollar like value added. It's like if you order our pay-per-view, we'll give you a dog tag, which is like useless. Like who wants this <laughs> besides us now, obviously. But <laughs> and it's not even a Survivor Series dog tag. This is a WWF dog tag. They probably tried to sell them at like house shows, and it's like. Uh, yeah, we've got, there's only 3,000, limited to 3,000 fans, right? We got 3,000 extra dog tags. What the hell are we going to do with this? It's like, (laughs) I'm sending a cable bell. 
Also funny now to think about it. If you were a rapper and you wore that, it's like huge cred. Oh, Action Bronson's uh, all over that. Absolutely. Yeah. Michael Cole is in the back. <laughs> this is the, the, the kind of awkward interview we talked about earlier with Commissioner yeah. Slaughter and Vince McMahon. Uh, and, it's, and also one of the first times we're talking about Vince McMahon, kind of, not just acknowledging that he is not just a commentator, but just being like, well, here he is in a suit backstage. Here he is being <laughs> interviewed by a guy, not interviewing somebody, being interviewed yeah. with Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. And uh, Vince tells a whopper of a lie here. Yes. They. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this, this is wild. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I still don't follow the threads because they keep on, like, in promos. They keep on calling boss man. They keep on, like, yeah. and they talk about the backstage altercations with Brett and Hitman. But, like, what's actually official storyline and what's just whispers? And I haven't been able to pick up those threads as a fan watching these shows. And so now they're just full on leaning into the backstage drama. But I'm like, you didn't put that out front. Like, you haven't put that out front yet. So, like, am I, how am I supposed to follow this? So that's my kind of thing there. I think there's so much, so much uh, energy. There's, there's so much, there's rumors happening in a way that's being magnified by the internet that just hasn't been able to happen before. Uh, <laughs> right. And so there's, there's a level of smartness in the fans that are just like, is next level. And you have that whopper of the lie that Vince said is Michael Cole asks him who's going to win. And he grins and says he doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so I interpreted this differently. I interpreted this differently. I didn't interpret this as a straight-up lie. Like he hasn't had his mind made up yet? No, 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 no. He has his mind made up. He has the plan. But he doesn't know if it's going to work. Work. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, that's what I thought. I thought he was like, I don't know. One of like, those things we're going to try and do, but this is going to be happen. Nice. Doesn't happen until it happens, right? It's yeah. like, they, you know, they plan on uh, Steve Austin being the Intercontinental Champion and going on a run, but he gets injured during the match, and then he has a crappy kind of roll-up finisher on Owen, and it's yeah. just like, well, we stuck with the plan, and it uh, unfortunately didn't work, and of course, this year, 1997, is all about things not going to plan, basically, from right. uh, basically from the entire year. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, when your smile, when you lose your smile, there's not much you can do about it, right? But, <laughs> but when, when we talk about the finish we'll see that it goes pretty much as best as something like this could go. This could have gone, like, terrible. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot On of... On the broadcast, it goes well, it. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's time for La Nation de Domination, going up against the LOD, Ken Shamrock and Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> that is how they are announced in French, which I was greatly satisfied. And he also announces Ken Shamrock as, like, l'homme uh, plus dangereux, like, uh, oh. the world's... Yeah, you know, yes. like plus dangereux du le monde, uh, Ken Shamrock. I think we're gonna say Ken Shamrock. He, he knew he was getting his moniker in. I was like, yeah. All in French. I did According like to it. ABC News in the United States. ABC. Uh, <laughs> Il disait. Um, Ken Shamrock and his team are in the back with Doc Hendricks, and Ken talks about how there's a criminal element with the Nation of Domination team, which Hawk talks about as well. Uh, Question. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Mission domination are criminal. They are just black people. What are you doing? What is this? This is not part of. The, I guess they mean criminal, not part of their gimmick at all. They're upset that white people think they're criminals. Did they just find like, an old like big boss man promo from like five years ago or something. Like someone's like swinging a nightstick around and gonna take down. What's nails. like? It's like that 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 meme with the Family Guy thing where the cop looks at Peter and he's got the you know not he's not the, good and it's the colored and the, the good is like the very shades of yeah, white the color swatch yeah anyway uh yeah not cool to say there's a criminal element in a group of black guys just to sit, just because like, well two of them went to college at least and are like football players so I wouldn't say there's a criminal element there's an athletic element there for sure 
He's yeah, an athlete. Talk about how so the football Hawk players later on. Phrase, pool of his own blood twice. Like he says that twice because he yes. can't get his words out. He right. says riffraff. <laughs> riffraff. I love he's it. He's just, in West Side Story. He's just losing it. Like he he doesn't have the thread to begin with, and he just can't get it anywhere in this promo. And, and the it, good thing is they felt, make it part of his... like a 45-year-old dad trying to impress his teenage son at like a birthday party, like dressed up as his favorite wrestler. Like doing like a Fortnite impression or something. Well, it's good. The good yeah. news is they make it part of Hawk's character going forward, you know, that he's uh, an alcoholic. So that's going to really work well. <laughs> oh, man. There's a time there's a time in the weeks after Raw where Legion of Doom run out uh, and they're in their street clothes. They're not they don't have their face paint on. And uh, Animal looks ridiculous because that's his hair all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it was Joe's hair, like, right up until he died, basically. Like, there were, like, interviews with him, like, a couple years ago, and he still got the mohawk, but it's thinned, so it's, like, very bristly. Like, oh, um, you know, it's like like a, like a a an old doll or something. It's like that that doll from um, Toy Story, Toy you know? Story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, <laughs> with the mechanical legs. Mechanical legs. Yeah, of all the time. Uh, at Hawk, when he came out in Street Gear, he looks so much like Jesse the Body Ventura because he's dressing all black. He's got like a do rag and he's got sunglasses on. He's starting to talk about we'll being in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, I live fan- in the Baja. The fans are very into chanting Rocky sucks. Um, but he does get the first elimination, dropping Hawk with a still unnamed Rock Bottom and pinning him one, two, three. Rock's got nuclear heat, buddy. It's great. Like, Rock's like clearly the most, he's like one of the most over guys in the company uh, right now. And like a year later, I'll tell you what, they pulled well, that. Well, and he's looking great at this point. Like he, he looks fantastic, oh, yeah. and he's just he's embracing the heel character so so well. He's like, oh. It's funny how good he is at being a heel, and how not that good he was at being a face in comparison. Because he's so he's so good at being uh, a heel. It's like unreal. Yeah, and the fans hate him. It's awesome. So uh, much. Ahmed gets whipped into the nature of domination's corner. And Farouk goes for Dominator, but Ahmed slips out. He hits the Pro Bowl plunge and hits the one, two, three. And so Farouk is gone. The, the, the leader of the Nation Domination, maybe a little bit. Well, we'll see what's going on with the Nation. It might be an issue here going forward for Farouk. Um, Farouk argues with the referee for a while outside. Um, and But he, this is also something Farouk has done multiple times. He's bad at no-selling things because he just took a Pro Bowl plunge. And he's outside the ring being like, well, I'm fine. Yeah, so, yeah. so if he had hung out outside the ring for longer selling the move, it would have been more believable that he was still there when he needed to be because yeah. it just looked like he was waiting to execute a spot. Yes. It's all it looked. He could have just sold. It's true. I mean, the first the first bad no-sell of the night, the next one comes to the main event. <laughs> uh, so Farouk grabs Ahmed's foot, which trips him, and then he holds his feet down so Rocky can pin him and eliminate him. Uh, I loved it because there's the referee's on the outside with Farouk. He's like, he's what like, are you doing? He's like talking to Farouk, though, but he's like barely. He's like, but it wasn't the referee that mattered. No, and he's almost <laughs> not, not noticing it. Because he's Why is like, the referee? Why have they counted? Like, the refs is like, don't count this. Right. Hey, stop. He's like, no, I'm. you're you're outside for some reason. I'm inside, stop okay? Stop doing it. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, Ahmed is gone. Uh, Animal kicks Kama into Rocky on the ape and then rolls him up, and that makes it 2-2 for each team. So D'Lo holds Ken Shermock's legs open and with the referee distracted. And so this is a move, Will, you talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago. And they do a tandem version of it where Rocky just walks up and punches Ken Shermock in the dick. Yeah, this sucks right in there. Just imagine someone doing that to you. I think we came over for, you know, a week or I two. just love it. It's just like, it's just, it is like a, a kind of a, a simultaneously like a big wrestling move and not a big wrestling move. Like you get the flourish, like, all right, here we go. And then like, this, um, all right. <laughs> But that's all you need. You don't need a lot of 
We don't have to say what's up and, and, and dive from the top rope headbutt, you know? Yeah, that's right. So Billy Gunn and Road Dog come out, and they're wearing LED shoulder pads. And Billy has his face painted. Billy's face paint is so good, I would argue, I think Animal probably did it for him. Right? Because yeah. they do it themselves, right? Yeah. Just like Kiss does, you know? So, the yeah, the guys do it themselves. Yeah, that's so. funny. That, take, that takes away a little bit of the mist. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. intimate. You think about it. He's like doing his face paint. He's like, you know, all right, you start doing this. And you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's, it's not a short conversation. I'm sure he's uh, yeah, there for yeah, like 15 yeah, minutes, I started right? doing this 14 years ago. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know you, you're six, you're deceptively tall. You're 6'5". People don't realize that in wrestling because other guys are also big. But you're a tall guy, Billy Gunn. You should wrestle tiny people in AEW. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, Animal gets powder tossed in his eyes outside by the nation of uh, sorry, the New Age Outlaws. He gets counted out. Uh, although he also threw it on a referee and probably Speaking couldn't qualify for that. Team. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We don't see what powder is. Yeah, actually, powder, Animal gets thrown powder thrown in his face and he goes, "Thank you very much." And he goes to get the rest of it. He's like, "Ah, oh, uh, it's just it's everywhere." Oh God. <laughs> so now it's it's Shamrock versus Dilo and Rocky. So Shamrock gets Dilo in an ankle lock. He taps out. But Rocky's got a chair, and he smacks Shamrock with it, and that gets a count of only two. Yeah, and Rocky yeah, had a replay. A sudden, his health bar just scooted up. Mm-hmm. He took a health. <laughs> we, had, we had a replay. We almost had a replay of the earlier finish of the night. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, well, that worked earlier, so why not try now? Um, Rocky gets a float over DDT in his proto people's elbow, which also only gets two. And then Shamrock gets a northern light suplex. He hulks up. He knocks Rocky down. He locks on an ankle lock, and Rocky taps out, making Shamrock the sole survivor for his team. Um, yeah, I just wish one of these matches had a clean sweep instead of back and forth. Mm, yeah. Limited yeah. old team. Do, do you know what I love, though, about the finale of this match is Ken Shamrock's just primal screams. Oh, That yeah. was something for the ages, man. I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah, the crowd loves him, man. He's super over here. Like him and Rocky, you look at this match and you're like, right, there's your future. You know, uh, ha- half true. Yeah. Um, but like Ken had, um, had a lot of potential. Like they really like this guy oh, a yeah. lot here you can tell and fans are nuts for him absolutely yeah yeah uh we hear for the first time are you ready followed by the now very familiar dx music where you can go d-generation x there's like videos of like people you know what's funny the this footage of like girls like cage dancing and it has the wwe bug from shotgun saturday night in the bottom left corner amazing so there's like there's like b-roll of like people charging at the fence and this like lady like shaking her head on a a subwoofer and sean and triple h looking at each other and you know all those like kind of dx uh bits and uh yeah there's some cage dancers and it's shotgun saturday night it's also it's it's also funny because like dx's music video suggests a different kind of group it's like it's very like it's very uh I don't know, anti-authority kind of things, rioting, the strippers, like, they're, they're not, they're just idiots. They're just they're anti-authority. They wear face masks with windshield wipers <laughs> and they talk to Sarge. Yeah, but, like, it, it's funny how it works now. You needed to go into the future to get all the clips that worked <laughs> with that music video. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, tanks, strobing, the strobing with Sean's entrance, you know, oh, yeah. is, is really cool. But it's like, yeah, like, two pretty major, uh, for the next couple of years, things happen. It's, it's first is that. Uh, Degeneration X happening December seventh, as yes. it says on the on the graphic, and then the WWF Attitude promo later on, which is like, yeah, this is there, there. It is. This is happening. This is we're this is going on. One of the clips in the video is Sean getting smashed into the side of the cage in Hell in a Cell. Kind of a strange choice. He's like cage diving, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, also, yeah, it's also, just like tough son of a bitch, right? That's that's yeah. the message. Uh, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is the next night on Raw. 
um, the degeneration music, that music starts and the fans don't react at all because they don't know who it is. And uh, and then the Sean and Triple H come out and they're like, oh, OK, but like they don't know what the music is. That's right. So it's very funny. Um, no, no glow sticks. Are you telling me no glow sticks? No glow sticks. <laughs> Vince likes chickens on a shirt. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We get a video for Steve Austin versus Owen Hart. And we go back to King of the Ring 1986, where Austin got his mouth stitched up after his first match, but still won. I don't think it's been wrestled very, mentioned very much. But it's it's he's talking about, you know, he's wrestled hurt before. And we also see Austin shooting an arrow at a photo of Owen Hart. Presumably this place in Texas. Yeah. Uh, just, just doing what he wants to spend his time doing. It's a photo of Owen Hart, and it's um, taped to a, a deer, like, um, b- uh, b- I don't know what Like a mannequin. If you, I don't even know what you call it. Like a hunting statue kind of thing. Well, it's like a, like you, you put it like like ducks. It's like a duck lure or something. This is like a deer lure. Anyway, it's on the deer's ass, and uh, Steve shoots with a bone arrow. Love it. Love it. There it is. It's very, very, uh, very awesome of him to do that. Uh, so, yeah, Steve Austin versus Owen Hart, who's got the British Bulldog, Jim Nutter, Doug Forrest, and Philip Fawn with him for the Intercontinental title. Austin gets one of his insanely cool glass-shattering entrances. The plate of glass there, but unfortunately, this one, I would say half breaks, but like a third breaks? Yeah, close, pretty close to a half, close I'd half, say. Yeah. So Steve he, is like he, tough he guys. He nudges the rest of it down, but yeah. He, he, can't, he nudges some of it down on the way out, which afterwards, I think he probably got like a little cut from that because it's not a good idea. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> like pressure up against the glass. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, always, but then, was but then a full half is left. Yeah. Was it Survivor Series last year that he did that the first time? This is like becoming a Survivor Series. No, it was WrestleMania. Yeah, 13, correct. Yeah, when it like when it works, it looks it, it looks awesome. cool on a level I can't even comprehend. And like they try it again, like it didn't work. And I think he does it again like SummerSlam '99 or something. He better. Uh, I mean, they hope they keep doing that. Like I mean, it's one of those things where it's like that is so effective. Better. <laughs> you better. Well, well, the the WrestleMania one, it was it looked like one pain. This looks like two pains. I think that's the problem. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's for Steve. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't know. It might just be the way that the um. Might just be the way that it uh, it's like the kind of glass that it is, where you have to kind of shatter it in more than one place. Or it's in theory, it should be like a like it should shatter all at once if you break one. Or maybe the squib didn't go off or something. I don't know. I think I think it's probably more than one. It didn't work or something like that. So we'll ask Bruce, Bruce Pritchard someday. Like, yeah, I don't just, know. Just didn't work. Austin, despite being uh, not Canadian, it's pretty uh, good reaction here. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. people like him. Um, we see Owen's Titantron video up on the screen there, and it features. A bouncing video of him breaking Steve Austin's neck, and which is, I almost feel bad because I know that uh, Owen like felt bad about that injury, and it's too bad that in recent weeks his only thing he does is being like, "I broke your neck, I'll do it again." He was like, he's racked with guilt. He didn't even talk just talk with Steve all that well after There's that. There's footage of Owen in like the video package. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah, he points to his neck and he's gonna break it. He's so pro exactly. wrestling, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, before the bell rings, Jim Nuthart sneaks into the ring and tries to attack Austin, but he just gets stu- stunnered. It's great. What an idiot. <laughs> the first sign that it's going to be just a little bit of uh, uh, foolishness in this match, in a good way. Um, Owen attacks Austin. He gets a standard. He tries to get a standard power driver off him. Oh, Steve back body drops him. And Owen's guys head to the back, so Owen follows them. And Lawler says, Owen's opened up a can of haul ass. Very funny yeah. line from uh, King. Beautifully done. Um, it's very funny as Canadians th- to be like, oh, yeah, the guy, the fans of Montreal love that guy from Calgary, which is what JR essentially says, which t- to American listeners or anywhere else, it's like someone from Montana being beloved in New York. I mean, it's like sort of. But, like, yeah, if Montana culture. tried to separate from the country two years earlier. <laughs> right. 
Well, yeah, yeah. some things that kind of seems to be there. Um, Owen chokes Austin with a cable, and when the referee tries to tell him to stop, Owen says, I'm not going to stop. Disqualify <laughs> me. Disqualify me. Yeah, he, uh, he says, disqualify me, yeah. He stops, he rings the bell, he rings the effing bell uh, to show the <laughs> oh, referee no. what he should do. Vince, Vince is watching that like, oh, I don't know if you oh, do that, bro. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we got that's how we got the idea that's how he got the idea no owen screwed brett no owen screwed brett <laughs> austin kick whams and stunners owen that gets in the one two three intercontinental title pretty easy it's about four minute match it, four it, minutes? It, was, it was shocking I, I i need to be truthful i went to go make like my kids like a sandwich and i was like oh then Austin's I'm like leaving and you're like oh you can't pause you can't pause the network daniel uh <laughs> you know you know what I, I know, no, I know what you mean I do, though. Sometimes I don't. I know, I know what you mean though. We're like, well, you know, this match is like gonna get going, and then I, I think I have a second, right? So yeah, yeah, go off and do something else. And by the time you're back, you're like, eh? uh, very short, but again, it makes sense if Steve isn't like yet fully, totally cleared to wrestle. But then so, so why give him the intercontinental belt? title? Then? I know. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, well, he can't wrestle, so give him a belt. Look, all, uh, this, all the decisions sure. Vince makes tonight are excellent. Okay, they're all good and right and just. Um. Yeah, I, did you say that reminds me? There wasn't. There wasn't a. I think it was a headbangers match, where Jim Ross specifically said, "Don't make a sandwich because this match is going to be over quick." <laughs> and so I'm reminded of that now. I think, I think he said that jobbers. before. Yeah, I think he said that before. He's just like, uh, yeah, don't make a sandwich. Get on the phone and call somebody. The headbangers are on. That may be the most honest he is, or when he describes things as bowling shoe ugly. Oh, it's gonna. This, like, this won't be a catch as catch can classic. Yes. Um, first, LaVon hit the ring, and Austin stuns them both before he raised the Intercontinental title over his head. He stuns yeah, the entire team. Yeah, LaVon just stunned people. Thank you. No, that, no one in the company is immune to get stunned by Austin. That's fine. He can still do that move. Yeah. He, he can still fine. jump up and land right on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Compressing his spine. Um, yeah, we get this. We go to a video, and wrestlers talk about how they are proper athletes. Farouk played for Florida State. Ahmed Johnson played for the Dallas Cowboys, although my research tells me that there's no proof he ever did that. Look, for, we all know wrestlers playing for football teams yeah. is very uh, is it's very nice. suspect. I even saw one Booker T accused him of not doing that, and someone said that Ahmed Johnson, I think he was, when he was a heel in Houston, he said he played for Dallas to be like, like, hey, right, I, right, I, I, right. I play for somebody else. Don't you um, hate Dallas? Yeah, uh, Bret Hart says he was voted sports hero in Germany three years in a row, which is so specific. Yes. Thing to say. It's like, okay, who who won sports hero of Germany in 2023? I, I was runner up in Cape Town <laughs> one year, and also Morocco. I got a commendation from the mayor. Oh, <laughs> America. We went to. Um, but we went to nice in great, France. Though. Spelled That's nice. Great. <laughs> I know it's the best. It's the best impression. It's, it's, it's a gift we have. It's almost as good as your so called Slenderman, Matt. I just <laughs> come outside, <laughs> come to the woods, kill your, kill your, kill your teachers. I'm losing <laughs> it there, but that's so called Steve Slenderman. One of the best things the podcast ever did. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, the whole thing, this whole video, is essentially being like, hey, you think this is fake, huh? We get really hurt. It sucks. We're actual athletes. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a oh, lot. Yeah. Which, but it ends with a bang, like you guys said. Because the end of the video, it says WWF Attitude with the WWF Scratch logo appearing on screen for the very first time. And it's like, wow, when people say the Attitude Era begins, Survivor Series 1997, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> also, it's like the most, it's not like an Attitude Era promo at all. It's like a very earnest, like, hey, we work hard. We're real people. Right. 
and you know i have a bad i had a life before this i'll have a life after this and this is this is my life and i get Attitude everything. Era promo would be if it was like uh like boobies oh. and butts <laughs> and ass steve blackman just hit uh uh uh, uh, uh crash holly with a chair and pin him for the hardcore title and next yeah up, in three seconds yeah he's like what does everybody want yeah Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler talk about the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels match, saying it's going to be stiff. Okay, they show the same promo video they did earlier in the night. I don't know why <laughs> they just. I don't know. They the wanted us to make twice. sure we do. We I want to know if, if it was, was it made for the in- intro and they just played it again, or was it made for that moment? They're like, maybe have that the intro. Why are we why are we trying to build on perfection here? So it Probably. is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE Championship. Loser goes to WCW and gets retired by Goldberg in two years match. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, guys. We have to have a sense of humor with this. Uh, real quick question before we get into this match. Is this the most famous wrestling match of all time? Yes. Right. Yeah. If not, if not, I mean, Owen's Hart wasn't a match, but. I would say Hogan Andre would be more famous than that. You know, if we're going to get into ones that might be more famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yes. But Hoenn Andre was like just written to the to the letter and executed and, and whatever. This is famous because it's like, you know, in wrestling, like a guy wins and loses and it's all scripted. Well, this kind of was and kind of wasn't. The other guy didn't know. And uh, it was uh, because it's for the title, because it's in uh, Canada, because it's a uh, match is kind of like a year in the making. Um you know, it's it's a it's such a, a major major thing where yeah, this guy he knows he's gonna leave and go to the other company, and who's right, who's wrong? You know, this is it, it's blurring the line of wrestling, right? Wrestling. Yeah, well, is th- like, this is the match that you can show people who aren't wrestling fans and show them what it could be and show them the extra layer of stakes that every wrestling match has for a fan because of this match because. Something fishy could happen, maybe. <laughs> you know? so, right, you know, and then watch, and then show them the Wrestling with Shadows documentary as well that uh, yes. follows Brett uh, around this time. It's is it uh, weird? It's beyond is, famous, man. It's infamous. Yeah, it's infamous. Yeah. Is it weird to think that I'm trying to think what the next closest comparison is? All sorts of like screw jobbing, kind of funny, funny things like that. But like, uh, you know, in 2023, there was a match where CM Punk attacked a guy backstage before his match. And he came out and wrestled and was like, I guess I'm probably done here at this company. Yeah, and uh, and then came back out, so, or and then and then went back out. Very in funny every case, thing. I will say the the guys did business. You know, they do business in this match. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like they, you know, they're like they're working. They're, they're like they're they're brawling and they don't like each other, but they're still working. You know, it, Sean's still weird, selling for them. It's a weird him. way to work, but they do it. You're right. It, you know, <laughs> it's not it's not like the uh, great Antonio versus. Uh, Oh, is it Antonio Noki? We're like, have you seen this clip? It's yes, from a million years ago. But the great yeah. Antonio is this big fat, uh, like, am I say big fat? You, you, I'm underselling it. Uh, uh, Italian guy, and he's fighting a Noki, and he's just not gonna like sell for Noki at all. So Noki just starts punching and kicking him. him for real. Like <laughs> he's just like, okay, well, I'm not dealing with any of this. What else are you supposed to do? I mean, it's like if you're not gonna do my, it is, my... it is blood, it bloodies him up uh, pretty bad. Now I don't know if that's happened in wrestling. I don't know. There's a moment between Charlotte and I years ago where they start smacking each other, but I think we know they're buddies. So, uh, you know, no, no, no. Well, things, I mean, the closest things to that up in matches. was like, uh, oh, the Brock Bradshaw thing. and Farouk and, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh, public enemy. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or when Braun hits Brock too hard in the Royal Rumble, then Brock Brock and Bro- kills Brock him. says slow slow the f down. Yeah, yeah but that, but that's also those are also moments in matches where like it doesn't derail the whole thing. Yeah. It's just a moment of like either smarten up or, or you know it's like uh, earlier uh, Survivor uh, sorry SummerSlam '96 when Sean comes and like hits the goes to hit the 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 elbow on Vader and he stops and steps on his face and yells at his face. Yeah. Randy Orton <laughs> saying stupid to Kofi Kingston stupid. Yeah, you know? there's I mean, only I mean, the other close, mo- like the moment like that though, is like Becky Lynch's moment, like her the man oh, moment. She gets she gets smashed again, again involving Nia. She gets smashed yes. right in the nose and becomes the man, yeah. right? So there are these things, but those but, are those, those are all moments in matches, and 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 still the the guys and girls in those matches still do business and they still like the, yes. the finish isn't affected. This one no. is like another level. Yeah, this one unprecedented. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna try to talk about we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna talk about all this stuff, and I'm gonna stop us before the actual screw job happens, just to talk about the match, and then get into the, the business as, as it is afterwards. Um, and just to be clear, like if there are podcasts and books and lots of the things you can watch, get all the nitty gritty backstage stuff. You know, we're we're trying to go through the actual matches and the just what you see on TV because it's very interesting to watch the show and see how it ends compared yeah. to like oh, but I know so much more that happened about backstage and out there you just don't see on Survivor Series 1997. Right. So, and I'm just trying to anyway. We'll get there when we get there. We go to the DX locker room where Shawn Michaels walks out with his uh, European title, uh, flanked by Rick Rude, China, and Triple H, and we, we hear get the. the- yeah, yeah, the cage lowering music dum, is what dum, I call it. It's what they needed at Hell in a Cell. They didn't have it like a month ago. Yeah. Remember the cell just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, fell down. Uh, and this has the cool, and, and they would do this with Steve Austin in some matches. And it, it's, Sick. I think it's a cool element for main event matches. It depends what you're, yeah, because you can't do it for like, uh, if you were to do like a Roman Cody sort of thing, it's like, well, we want both of them to have like a cool stepping out moment as opposed to, uh, kind of being backstage and following them sort of thing. But that we, would make it, Roman Reigns' entrance 25 minutes long. <laughs> the man takes you, you could make you could make, uh, you could make Subway sandwiches for everybody in your family. <laughs> several <laughs> times over while that happens. The Roman, Roman's views against Dan is like, well, great. <laughs> this this was kind of cool until Shawn Michaels is just like, where are we going? I don't know where we're going. Oh like, yeah, it's it's too it's too much of a shoot at that point where he's just like, yeah. where's the where are we going? Yeah. Did you yeah. not look early? I would try to maybe figure that out. Um, but we see Sean walk out of the entrance portal. He's by himself. He looks very cocky and arrogant. I bet I can only imagine his heart is just beating through his chest. I don't know how you aren't just like the most anxious. I've been thinking this about like everybody who I know is in on the screw job, like posts that I figured out. And I'm just thinking like I'm like, how is Vince even on TV? How is Sean like figuring out what he's gonna my heart, do? My heart will be here in my throat. Truth, I'm... truly, yeah, truly, truly. And like Sean, we as we know from the people they talked to earlier in the night, has some fans uh, uh, in oh, Montreal. Yeah, so it's he gets booed, but also you know it's a mixed-ish uh, reaction. And yeah, again, he's 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 working, man. He's doing business. He's, now he's my, my sense of it is just like he had a really like both. Trips and Sean had a real like F Brett attitude, and that mm. was what was bringing them through. Like that was right. the that was the red. Screw this guy, he's not doing what's right, so we're gonna do it for him, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He is going to the competition. Um, Sean gets some beer thrown on him and grabs the Canadian flag from a fan, and he, he rubs between his legs. He blows his nose with it. Although there's parts that go back where people would be like, "Great, love it, Sean." Maybe. More face than ever. Yeah. 
Um, he sticks he, it right down his pants. Well, then he also Lost tells it. the flag to suck it, and he also humps it. So I was like, okay. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> okay, that's okay, okay, that's okay. We're, we're just going past that. Um, we see Brett walk down the hall backstage with Bulldog and Anvil, and what looks like one of his sons, the flag, I imagine it's probably. Blade, I think, yeah. yeah, holds the flag. Having a son named Blade as a wrestler is so funny. It's like a son named like Pyro or Ring Steps or something. The problem is later on in, in life, Blade wanted to work for the World Wrestling Entertainment, but he couldn't Blade job. Couldn't they give did. a job to Blade. Because <laughs> no one, no one bleeds anymore. They couldn't Blade job. Uh, PG era, so it couldn't. Yeah, yeah. PG. Uh, yeah, Brett looks nervous too. I, I, he doesn't really have any idea what's coming for him. I'm sure he's just kind of nervous. That I'm, I'm finishing up here or whatever he would think. Yeah. And uh, see, so yeah, Brett walks out on his own. He has his own flag. His Chiron, the lower third on his screen, it just says Champion Bret Hart, not WWF Champion Bret Hart. I don't know if he lost the WWF title <laughs> already. You can't. Uh, you want to put WCW there instead, anyway? WCW turncoat well, Bret Hart. If you're <laughs> pi- if you're picking up anything from Bret here in terms of like nerves and stuff, like I think there's real like he doesn't suspect what's going to happen will happen, but I think no. he's like Sean's not super cooperative. So right, I think he's wondering like you know how, not not is he going to hurt me or anything, but like still yeah. like. How do they put this match together? That's what, like, like was it just are they just in a room and they're with other people there and they're like we're going to brawl first and they do this this and you're like cool fine. Yeah, so I think Sean Brett writes in his book like they just went and met up. <laughs> mm. Really? Yeah. I just looked at him going to knock on the dressing room door. I'm like, hey, Brett. He's like, hi, Sean. Want to talk about our match? Sure. Okay, sit down. Hey, buddy, come here. Yeah. I'm talking about Go, man. Oh, that's uh, going to hurt. Great. The announcers, uh, the announcers will speak over. You've everybody. It's a lie. The announcers don't talk over either of the entrances, which I think adds a lot to it. That's a, you know, it's a good, big, good, big moment thing to do there. JR and King like really show that they're like the guys for the next couple of years on this show. They do yeah. such a good job, just the two of them. The Vince is like, I'm quite frankly, I'm not needed. Yeah. Uh, when, when Brett gets to the ring, the fans are giving him a major fa- you know, farewell send off kind of vibe thing. It's like clearly the 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 uh, the energy in the room is so affected by them just knowing that he's not sticking around. Well, the cat's out of the bag, and and yeah. that's also part of what how Brett has to be feeling during this match. Is like it's the last World Wrestling Federation match. I mean, it's been his home for. You know, a long time, 12 years, and even longer than that. So, you know, there's that emotion of it. It's like, well, I'm finishing up here and going to go somewhere else. It's, you know, it's emotional. Okay, well, let's do this match and uh, we'll get on with it. It'll be great. Yeah. It's hard for me not to look at this and be like, man, Vince really mismanaged this. This guy was still so popular. <laughs> like, Oh, he was so popular, but he's like, leaving. Dude, he's, I know, Vince just he, didn't have didn't money. Have yeah, he, he, he should have paid him. He did in the end. He should have, he should have figured it out. He should have seen what was coming. He so. should have seen. Oh, I agree. And then the company that he went to should have used him better. Like, there's just like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Dude, yeah. There's so many what ifs. In so that many what ifs. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The bell does not ring, but Sean attacks. And so Brett fights back. And Jerry declares. I was so confused yeah. by this. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, yeah. I did. I didn't catch that the match hadn't started yet, and I was like, "So many things are going wrong." I yeah, did, yeah. and I was so glad the commentators said that the the bell hadn't rung because yeah, they do a lot of illegal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> this oh, yeah. Jr. says that Brett will win a fist fight, which I think is interesting. Being like, he's bigger, he's gonna win a fist fight. It's gonna happen. Um, and just it's a also lot of like subtle, yeah. like like Brett's uh, bigger, he's a little older. Sean's younger, faster, better looking. Uh, I would you know sexier. Spends his money better. <laughs> Spends his money better. Doesn't have any sunny days. Uh, his left ball is bigger. <laughs> left ball. Brett goes low. Well, it's definitely bigger now. <laughs> so yeah, Brett matches the left. Brett, Brett and Sean brawl into the crowd, and I'm just like, dude, I don't know if I'd want to Brett and brawl into the crowd if I'm Sean. 
Takes I still think it's like man, like it's, it's gutsy. Like, and the the fans are like all over them. Like, there's no like security like shoving people out of the way like there would be now. Like, the fans are on top of top it. of them. And Sean's doing some great crowd work here, just oh, like yeah. in people's faces, laughing at them. It's great. Sean yeah. is. Sean is so good in this match because he's selling his ass off. He, he knows yeah. he has to, but it, it makes it so much better. Yes. Uh, I mean, Brett, uh, Sean's the best. Uh, just kidding. I recently <laughs> no, sent, I, I agree. I recently sent most of my 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 son was had my Shawn Michaels figure, and he said I love Shawn Michaels. I took a video of him and sent it to most multiple people, including the two guys I'm doing the podcast with right now. Sure. And he's yeah, video saying I love Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, you, you like, don't. What? Shut up. I'm gonna beat um, your ass, kid. So <laughs> yeah, I don't beat him up. I do power bomb, but he requests it. So that's <laughs> power bomb. I'm gonna beat my son. I give devastating finisher. Put you on, on a bed. Devastating slam. Yeah. Slam. That's one, two, three. Any, 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 uh, any late night in November any, in the year. You're basically Most the interrogator's size to him as well, right? Think about that. Yeah. That's yes. I also speak in a French New Brunswick accent with him, just to make it clear. Ah. clear what I'm trying to do. Um, because they went to the crowd, Sergeant Slaughter referees and Vince McMahon are at ringside. Okay, so that raises an interesting question. Does Vince insert himself in this Sergeant Slaughter thing backstage to justify his presence at ringside? Yeah. So he's in the right position to I do that so. tonight. Yeah. That's wild to think about. That we, that yeah. there's, it's like, it's that's that's Machiavellian. I was going to say, is that galaxy brain stuff? They okay. eventually, like, they eventually brawl by the entrance and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, throwing into barricades and stuff. And uh, I think Brett throws Sean over a barricade. And um, right next to the entrance is a bunch of uh, broken glass in a pile. Yes, from, the, from Austin's glass. Uh, don't fall in that. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we see some of that, I think. Um, is there no right... dustpan in Montreal? Like, they couldn't, like, get that out of there if the guys are going <laughs> to brawl over there? Well, right when Stone Cold comes down the ramp, you see two guys go for it and they're sweeping. And so... The curlers, they yeah. They, they, we'll just put hard. it over here. It'll be totally fine before the end of the night. Yeah, it's put it in uh, Paola. Then uh, when the guarantee comes, they uh, get rid of it. Eh? Maybe uh, Shawn Michael land in it. <clears throat> maybe Shawn Michael land in it. Maybe get busted wide open. <laughs> maybe we put the Canadian flag over so he humps that part. Of the... <laughs> Less <laughs> penis. Um, that's right, yeah. So there's like, yeah, Brett Pretty punched a glass Sean job, the... but a glass penis. <laughs> Brett, Brett punched Sean <laughs> in the groin. Which is not glass. Um, they uh, the, the, Sean goes for a pile driver, gets back, body dropped by Brett. Um, Brett hits Sean with a suplex on the floor, right on the thin mat and concrete. It's like whoa. Cool. Um, speaking of amazing French Canadian accents, Sean smacks Pat Patterson in the face. <laughs> and he you won't see him on TV ever again. <laughs> That's it for him. He throws Brett into referee Tim White, and it's like, yeah, this is how, this is this is why the story of this match works because it's like. These guys hate each other. That's what you would do. It needs to be a war with everybody in the way, and it needs to be like all four guys. Yeah, some, some bystanders. Um, They're basically after, playing out backstage for the camera, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. After they go near the the uh, glass on the floor, uh, I think Brett hits Sean with a fire extinguisher. Yes. Yeah, which is like also pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty um, it, was, it was used earlier when the set was on fire. When the, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lit thing up. It's, it's an active thing. It's actually um, empty. It doesn't hurt as much. Uh, Sean and Brett brawl to the entrance portal, and Brett smacks a referee, too. Uh, so he's also smacking him. And they brawl back to the ring, and referee Earl Hebner rings the bell. Let's just say rings the effing bell for the match to get underway. And Brett immediately chokes Sean with a Quebecois flag he found in the entrance. So is that not DQ? <laughs> I was I was confused here. I didn't know what was going on. You get a five, yeah. five count. I don't know. 
If, if, if only he got DQ'd, you know? If only they just like, oh, you're disqualified, and that's the end of the match. Good night, folks. Right? Raise the, raise the question, then more, another more what is. Um, Sean gets a diving forearm to stem the offensive output of Brett, and he punts Brett in the head. Just kicks him in the head. Straight um, to the face. Yeah. Like, Outside so the good. ring, Sean jaws with the fans who are fired up, and he drops Brett in this kind of front suplex onto the steel steps. And then he breaks the Canadian flagpole and hits Brett with it, which again feels like a disqualification. Yeah, but like a skewer. Like he just like stake through the heart. Like it's yeah. like so <laughs> uh, Sean gets Brett in this tight front face lock, but Brett would get Sean up and he tossed him off. I get that the, the front face lock seems like a little bit of the what Gerald Brusco was teaching him the night before, right? That was that's the whole part of the legend of Montreal is that Sean had to learn some shoot moves that he could get Brett in so that he would be protected. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's part out. of it. Um, Sean goes up for top, up, up top for a crossbody, but Brett rolls through for two, and then Brett gets Sean in a ring post figure four, and Sean just sells it like death, and the oh, crowd yeah. goes nuts, They're going crazy for it. Brett works the leg, he gets another figure four in the in the middle of the ring on the mat this time, and Earl Hebner says, "What are you saying, HBK?" And it's like, "Why are you rhyming, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> also, calls him HBK. I don't, like, I call him that in my notes all the time. I don't like Earl Hebner calling him that. Like, well, they were they were cl- they were close. He's the last. I don't tell Sean that. every time. I just been interrogator so many times tonight. I didn't know the two R's, two G's. <laughs> uh, Sean flips the figure four over, putting the pressure on Brett. And um, I'm just like, Brett, do not let him put you any submissions, man. It makes, it. makes me uncomfortable. Um, Brett gets a Russian leg sweep for two, then a suplex for two. Then Brett gets a backbreaker and climbs up top. Brett jumps, trying something, but Sean throws Earl Hebner in the way, and everyone is down. And this is where the WWE Network has a specific section link called the Montreal Screwjob. Wow. So, so I ask you, gentlemen, up to this point, what do you think of this match, Will? What do you think of this match up to this point? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's all right. I, I think um, I think if you're in a different set of circumstances, it would be better. Uh, obviously, like a lot of brawling and a lot of like, you know, kind of that storytelling. It's like pretty good. It's pretty good, but not like as amazing as you would think these two could produce. Yeah, so so my thing is that the, the the story they're trying to tell makes for a kind of rough in-ring story, you know what I mean? Like, the story outside inhibits the in-ring story. And so by the time you get to the match just starting, I'm kind of like, why are they obeying the rules now? Mm. Like and They barely does, are, but yeah. Yeah, but like, does the bell ring and now you're like, okay, fine, we'll have a match? It's like, no, like, just kill each other. It's like, like a hell in a cell or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't do they couldn't, row. They couldn't Every do every They do it hell in a cell. <laughs> They're like, we need so many cells. Make us more uh, cells. I wish I wish these guys wrestled more though. I just because I like what they're doing, and they just like we we didn't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I think if they had more time, to, like work with with each other and and get like their um their chemistry uh even better. I mean, their chemistry is good, but like there, there there's like improvements to be made for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so so again, yeah. the the match is fine. It, it's it's getting to that point where it's starting to get into its groove, and oh, yeah. I start I start to see a match materializing. Yeah, that yeah. could be pretty great. Yeah, and here comes the groove right now. Uh, <laughs> Beware the groove. Sean pokes Brett in the eye, and he grabs his leg, laces them over, and Sean puts Brett in a sharpshooter. And Earl Hebner dances and hops around the ring for a moment. Then he tells the timekeeper to ring the bell, and Sean drops down, and Brett starts to reverse the move as the bell rings and Sean's music plays. And Earl Hebner hops out of the ring and runs away like a bitch, not handing Sean the title or anything like a referee usually does. Yep. And Sean goes and grabs the belt 
and gets out of there as well. The camera focuses uh, not, on Brett's... Not before Brett spits on Vince. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, hold on. We... So, so the camera focuses on Brett's face, and he just looks like he's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, he's just like, he kind of, re- you see it dawning on him what happened. Yeah. And you look over, Sean, Sean looks mad, too, when he's in the ring, which is very interesting oh, kind yeah. of approach to and it. Fainting, fainting like he didn't know this was going to happen, right? Um, And he and, and for years, I think it was the thing, too, where for years, Sean said he didn't know what was happening. I think it was until Confidential in 2002, WWE Confidential, that he admitted he actually did know what was happening with Screwjob. Yeah. Sure, he knew he knew, but... Okay. They kind of play along with that. So yeah, the camera picks up Slaughter and Mystery Man at ringside, and Brett stands up, looks at Vince, and spits in his face. Good shot. He nails him. He nails him with it. Uh, and Triple H comes out to get Sean, and grabs Sean grabs the belt and leaves. And JR says, "Well, you talk about controversy." It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's the show. Sean walks Sean, to back. Sean does this little last minute dance with the belt. Yeah. And it's funny, but but as he walks to the back, Gerald Briscoe is at his elbow the entire time, and he's just like, "Keep going, don't turn around, just go, just go, just yeah. go, just go, just go." Well, because there's there's a risk of the fans rushing the ring as well, right? Yeah, I didn't think about that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like these Montreal's they're psycho. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's, there's risk of that for so sure. Jr. says Bret Hart is standing in disbelief. Ladies and gentlemen, good night from Montreal. And the camera focuses on the Survivor Series logo on the entrance, and Sean just that Sean just walks through, and we go off the air. So from bell ring to off the air, it's like a minute, maybe. It's it so goes quick, very it's so quickly. Quick. Imagine very buying quick. this. I, I, I'm seeing all this playback of Brett doing WCW in the air and stuff like that, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah of Vince that would like be. wiping his eye. Yeah, you know? that's right. So like, the monitors I took back all that footage once they yeah, Brett WCW. breaking all the all the all the stuff, right? Uh, Matt, you bring up an interesting question. What what if you were in '97, November 9th, had watched this show, and you're at home? No social media, uh, a very, very um, uh, early Internet, Neolithic era Internet. Yes. And you're just like. What? What just happened? What just what happened? Just, especially the people in the building, of you know, have to like, leave the arena, you know, and go home. Uh, but you're, if you're at home, you're just like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I guess people in the arena would have seen Brett freaking out and be like, oh, I think something went wrong. <laughs> wrong here like or maybe they're doing a bit i don't know but like at home you're like what what just happened would be the number one reaction from home it had to be so weird well well so, it's so weird. it's also just like it's clearly the middle of a match yeah it's clearly the middle of a match like well and like, and it, like brett's reversing it like it's not it's not it's not the, like, a, like a finish like it's it's yeah, yeah. but it's also well, probably why they had all the quick finishes in the survivor series matches earlier you know, to all the sidewalk slams to, to really sell the fact that a match can end at any time. Any <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was very so, pre-calculated like that. I was trying to think, I was trying to think of what, 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 Brett, what Vince should have done, right? And so I think the original plan for this match, the, the, or rather the plan that I think Brett walked out thinking was going to happen was that shortly after this, this sharpshooter spot, the uh, Hart Foundation was going to run down and cause a DQ. Sure. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be unusual at all? It happens Not every really, yeah. Yeah. Bit unusual for the main event of a big four well, game to do that, but well, it wouldn't be great. So I mean, so, when so I would, he said recently yeah. in an interview though that like there was supposed to be like 17 more minutes or something left in the match or something. Like I could see it being longer. There was some time left in the show. Yeah, I could see that being a thing. Um, yeah. If I okay, so if I'm Vince, I, this is what I think I would do instead. Tell me if you think this is this work at all. I would do the DQ finish in Survivor Series. I would have I would set up so that Brett would face Ken Shamrock on Raw, 
with some stipulations, maybe like no hearts, no DQ, maybe cage or something like that. And Sean complains he has to face the winner of that match. He's like, come on, man, I didn't actually lose. And he's like, okay, fine. Uh, you can either win later that night you can put, or next week. And so I'd have Shamrock win the title. Sean wins next week. Cuts a promo on that loser Bret Hart after he wins, and we're all tied up. I just think that will work better. No one has to be screwed. You know what I mean? Um, there's, a million, there's a million other ways to, yeah. There are to, ways to have done it differently. To, to, to get out of that. But Yeah. And in the weeks to come, uh, they make a lot of hay out of this, obviously. The, the, just to be clear, the Raws after Survivor Series are so weird and so bad. Like, uh, uh, for famously, one of the things that happens is that Rick Rude appears on both Monday Night Raw and Nitro in the same night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what's funny about that is they manage on Raw, on the Raw that he that is taped, they manage to insert Jim Cornette. <laughs> when Rick Rude comes out later in the night on Raw, he pops out. Jim Cornette says, oh, he gets around, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is a very funny okay. thing. But Rick Rude didn't like – he was very upset about the screw job, and he was just being paid night to night. And, uh, and so – that's why he, he ends up leaving. But it's like all these raw things. It's just everything's very weird in WWE. Well, there's a thing about The Undertaker, but, oh, sorry, yeah. too, right? What, yeah, yeah. But one of the things Rick Rude says, he talks about how Bret Hart just got his ticket off the Titanic. Now, we know it's kind of the opposite of that because WWE is about to light he on fire. He got a ticket to the Titanic is what he got. But it, but it, looks, it looks really bad. As he bad. faced Iceberg in the ring. But in the middle, like like November late November ninety seven, things looks very bad for WWF because Raw looks disastrous. Just like it's like Triple H is feuding with uh, Slaughter, like it's just it's so bad. It's so especially weird. they have this like announcement. It's like it's WWF Attitude, and it's going to be D Generation X. And you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work at all. We're going all in on that. These annoying guys, those annoying guys in the company. Cool. Well, let me tell you something, brother. They they get there, folks. Will Daniel, I'd love to hear your final thoughts on the show. And a rating. This is in this podcast iteration of the podcast. We have a three tier rating system. The show is bad. You say it's in the dungeon. If it's kind of okay, kind of not okay, say it's uh, the Night Heart Zone. If you think it's a good show, you say it's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Um, I guess you know you could do a four, you could do a wild card and say screw job, screw job, tastic, screw job, mania. I I'll leave that to you, uh, Daniel. Your thoughts, your show, and your rating, if you please. If you could start us off. Yeah, man. Well, this this is a slog to watch. Like, you know, you don't want to watch this pay per view, really. You want to take a little detour for Kane and Mankind, but the red lights ruin everything. Let's be clear. Do you not? And then you're you're watching this pay per view for the screw job. Like, you're going back for historic historicity. Absolutely. Definitely a word. Yeah. (laughs) It is a word. I promise it's a word. And so, uh, I think if I'm if I'm if I'm rating this as I've rated every other show just as the show this is dungeon man this is dungeon the uh the main event kind of perks it up a little bit but like then it's just a terrible ending to a match (laughs) it doesn't make sense so (laughs) daniel's segue is bad finish the main event didn't like that just got screwed over (laughs) yeah so so again just objectively now again because it is what it is looking at it from that lens it's of course the best there is, the best there is, the best there ever will be. <laughs> so it's just sure. a hard show to rate. I, it's, I it's totally an impossible show. It's an impossible show to rate, but uh, yeah. well, I, really, I, I encourage you to do exactly that if you could. Well, of course, and I and I will not shirk from my responsibilities. <laughs> uh, I have to listen. This is the Bret Hart's last great year podcast, and this is the last episode, and this is the last uh, show, and Bret's long tenured WWF run ends ignominiously in Montreal. I have to give it a dungeon for that. And and because the show itself is like very padded with some pretty bad WWF undercard. Yes, there's bright spots. Yes, there's entertaining spots. 
Um, the homophobic Montreal crowd, uh, boy, they're great. Um, but uh, I have to vote, uh, I'd say almost like politically here and, and give it a um, and give it a dungeon. I can't go. I can't because I can't be midway with this. I can't be mid, as the kids would say. There you go. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Is there anything in the event? Uh, the Austin match, maybe in, in, in particular. It's just, it's a show with some spooky vibes. It's kind of a spooky mm. show. I it's haunt. It's like a haunted show. You know. It's a it's a psychologically tough watch if you like Brett and if you listen to a podcast about him. Say maybe psychologically tough. It's kind of also essential viewing in a sense, and it's such a historical curiosity. I mean, most of the show is the dungeon. I cannot argue with that. Main event for me, kind of TBTA, TBTA, because I kind of like it, and I think it's one of the best best Brett Shaw matches there is because that brawl is really good. Is that technically the Night Heart Zone? I'm not sure. It's weird to rate this show, and I let's say Night Heart Show or throw my hair, or I'll say I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we didn't want to end the, the show. Job. Added a, you you added a fourth. Uh... Dimension, brother. Or Screwjob Mania. Let's say Screwjob Mania then. Yeah, there. The um, title of this podcast. But yeah, we didn't want the show to end on a bummer. Although, I guess if you guys really wanted to, one of the things you could totally do is screw me out of the podcast and just end it here instead of uh, doing the bonus match. That would be oh, very yeah. bad. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, ring the effing bell on this show. <laughs> we got a bonus match. It's Brett Harper's Ricky Steamboat for Boston Garden, March 8th, 1996. 1986, rather. <laughs> March 8th, 1996 would be tough. Brett on the way to fight Sean for an Iron Man match. Steamboat, probably WCW, I think, probably. Yeah, on his way to being like road manager or something. (laughs) Steamboat kind of famously um, stayed in pretty good shape for years. He came back at WrestleMania 25, and like we were like, you still got it. And we also met at the airport years even before that. And he was the nicest man. Yes, such a he nice like, guy. He was like, would you guys want to see me wrestle Ric Flair again? And we were like, yeah. Yeah. Sure, what is it, Steamboat? (laughs) <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I think back then we're kind of like, oh, it's kind of weird these ass that he's old. But even like, looking back on, like, I would love if they got to do 20 minutes on a paper. It'd be so sick. I it think, too. He's like oh. coming up. I think he's got like something like planned that he's going to say to the kids at the airport. And he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. again, couldn't be a nicer guy uh, or a lousier wrestler. Not kid, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Ricky Steamboat. So just to give some context, in 1986, Bret Hart is still one half of the Hart Foundation with Jim Neidhart. They're nearly a year away from winning the first tag titles. And Ricky Steamboat is about a year away from winning his first Intercontinental title, but he's had some success in NWA prior to this. So, And, um, and they don't yeah. have the Hart attire yet, really. No, Bla- Bret Hart black. is with Jimmy Hart, and he's in black and yellow. Yeah. And, and he hasn't figured out his that. hair yet. His hair, no, his, it's, hair is, it's, his hair is still kind of... He's got the big fluffy hair, yeah. yeah fluffy doesn't, hair. Like, doesn't look cool. No. <laughs> it doesn't look cool yet. He gets booed when he comes out. I will say, Will, you must be happy, because it's Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. I could I could not be happier, and and just the interaction with with Jim uh, Jim Jimmy Hart, sorry, Jimmy Matthew Hart, yeah. South, who at one point just totally misspeaks, and Gorilla just will not like let him forget it. He's yeah, just like, right. "You said legal. He said it's every legal move." I love it. It's so good. Now Gorilla soon kind of puts his foot in his mouth immediately because Brett attacks Ricky when the ref is checking Ricky for foreign objects, and Gorilla says that's a Pearl Harbor job. It's gonna be cringe. <laughs> Here, pizza too. It, it's, it's such a monsoonism as well. Pearl Harbor job right in the bread basket. <laughs> Brett beats on Ricky in the corner until Ricky can send Brett into another corner, which allows him to take off his karate gi and start fighting. And then, he st- then Ricky starts to work on Brett's arm. Uh, and Ricky goes between Brett's legs a couple times and comes off the roof and he hits an arm drag. That's so fancy, does- man. Oh, yeah, man, it's it's so sweet. I don't know why nobody else does that. And the answer might be because nobody else can. Nobody else can do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right? No, for real. Like he like he baseball slides and gets to his feet so quickly. 
It is. It's odd. Uh, he's just such a. He's in very good shape, and he's the wearing best. red uh, pants. He looks amazing. He looks fantastic. <laughs> <So good. laughs> yeah. Ricky Steamboat, good wrestler. Ricky Steamboat. Hey, uh, uh, hot take. Ricky Steamboat, pretty good at wrestling. <laughs> Something else I liked what? about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is gonna say what. What they're doing here too is like this is the in-ring storytelling that I was looking for from the pay-per-view. Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is how you tell a nice, clean story. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at one point, Jimmy comes over. Jimmy Hart comes over to talk to Gorilla and uh, and Lord Alfred. I just like the also the dynamic of just like they just come over and talk to commentators. Well, Gorilla asks, Monsoon just has yeah. like a microphone for him. You yeah. know, Jimmy Hart famously has a megaphone. He's yelling the whole match. At one point. He says, aren't you Horace? And Jimmy Horace is like, and Jimmy Hart's like, I'm not, but he sounds extremely Horace. When he's <laughs> I'm saying. not, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's he like, does. He talks about, yeah, he says Ricky grabbed his tights. I think it's where he says he did the legal moves. Also, he did karate. I just love the idea of being like, he said he's grabbing his tights. He did karate. He's doing every legal move in the book. And he's like, you just said legal move. I'm any legal, but I'm not legal. It's very funny. I found that very amusing. At one point, uh, at one point, uh, Steamboat just yells, "Shut up!" <laughs> yes. Jimmy Hart. yes. He's just like on the megaphone on the outside. I think as a face doing that, clearly uh, embracing reality there. And then um, the commentators are like, "That could be distracting to his own man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine Brett had to tune it out at some point. <laughs> they have so much that they got to talk about. They're always just like, "That could be good. It could be bad. Could be whatever." We don't know. Uh, Brett goes for a back suplex on Ricky. Ricky flips out and then just kicks Brett in the face from a standing position. Yeah. And he just kicked me, just gets his foot up there. And it's like, gosh, dang, man, that's pretty Actually, impressive. Mankind did that earlier in Survivor Series. He kicks Kane with his left foot. He gets right up there. Mick. Man, that's, yeah, that's impressive. Flexible. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, sexy yoga Mick. Um, Brick has this nice tight neck breaker on Ricky. And this match is all about, like, what if both wrestlers in the match are really good at making all the moves look good? Yeah. What if they were just good at doing that? They're very good at that. Yeah. Uh, Ricky flies to the ring head first, but bring, Brock, uh, Brett brings him back in with a suplex for a two count. And then Ricky gets his body slam where he drops to his knees as he does it. It almost becomes like kind of a world's strongest slam sort of thing, but it has a nice touch. It adds a little bit of impact to it. I got to say, I know, I, I'm sure every wrestler is programmed with the muscle memory of doing a body slam the exact same way because that's just what you learn. But the dropping to the knees thing, I don't know. Something to it. Yeah. It's good cool, touch. man. Outside the ring, Brett grabs, drops Ricky on the floor with a slam, and then back in, he hits a running power slam for two. Dude, he's breaking, trying to get into British Bulldogs' moves on already. It's gimmick infringement. <laughs> I think the British Bulldogs, were the British Bulldogs around at this point? I think they were. 86. Uh, they existed, probably. Yeah. Brett misses a second rope elbow as Ricky just moves in time. You really don't see people moving that late in wrestling. Like, it's 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 like he's in the air and dropping as Ricky's like, man, eh, I'm moving out of there. Some people move before the guy even jumps. Yes. like, come on. <laughs> How bad do we want to look right. here? An Irish whip gets a reverse twice, and Ricky gets knocked into the referee, taking him out. And then Brett hits a clothesline, but the ref isn't there to count the pin. It's, it's like, It's oh. a half heart attack. He just does, the, he does, like, his half of the heart attack. Right. There we go. We'll, we'll it's put. a clothesline where he, like, like really just, like, throws himself at, uh, yeah. to, at Ricky. And this is where Brett gets screwed. Yeah. And yeah, they point true. out after the match that, like, Gorilla Monsoon counts to seven. And it's like, yes. what are we trying to show here? Yeah, exactly. It's funny like, to see Ricky. Ricky look, you know, Brett looks unlucky, and Ricky looks very lucky, and they're in different places on the card, right? One's in the tag division, one's a, you know, gunning for the Intercontinental title down the road here. So Brett looks, yeah, Brett looks very. He gets a good look here as the kids would say. He's, he looks very strong, and yeah, he, he clotheslines Ricky down. It's like, uh, no ref to count it. No referee to count it. That's right. He gets up. He goes for a running crossbody. Ricky rolls over it and hooks Brett's leg and gets the one, two, three. Although when I say rolls over it, I mean Brett hits a rock bottom. Sorry, not a rock bottom. He hits a crossbody 
And then it fully lands, and then Ricky then flips over with it. Like, yeah, no no momentum in play at all, really. And he gets the one, two, three. And, yeah, it looks really good. Like you said, Will, Gorillaz counts to seven in the replay there. And it's like, man, oh, man, like what a a thing to do. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, for me, both guys had better matches, but it's a fun little match from early in Brett's career. It was worth a look for me. I'd say it's a TBT, a TBT. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Will, Daniel, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I uh, I liked it a lot, too. And it's one of those matches, you know, for trivia uh, buffs out there. It's like, oh, did Ricky and Dragon and Bret Hart ever have a match? Yes, they did. It's uh, kind of hard to find. Quality's not the best, but you get the gist, right? And, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's very good. I give the same TBTI, TBTW, TBWB. Thank you. Very uh, I, I didn't get around to watching the whole thing, but the first seven minutes, I mean, I got to echo Lord Alfred Hayes, where he's like, most improved wrestler of the year. that's right yeah back back in a comment there so so it just it just shows like a nice like he knows what he's doing but he's still young and he got a lot of room to make a career out of it but it's kind of like the blueprint of breath of hitman heart is there yeah yeah and then clearly i mean if you look at the i looked at the card this was from and it easily has the most time of any singles match on the card. It's like 15 minutes, but everything else is like, you know, 11 or less, right? So they, mm. these two guys, they're like, you know what? These guys can handle it. The main event of the show was Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog against Terry and Dory Funk Jr. Oh, oh. wow. Did, did, that, did they have like cow brands and stuff? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't just see it. But it, and I think Dory went by Haas Funk. I don't know why maybe he did that every now and then or what. But um, anyway, that's a fun bit of business. 1986, that'd be kind of a cool show to go to. Yeah, you were uh, minus two years old at the time. I was negative two. It's true. Negative <laughs> two and a half, really. Um, so, yeah, the next show we're covering is nothing. This podcast is over for now. <laughs> <laughs> My hope is we'll talk again someday soon. I'm going to need to take a break. I have some great ideas percolating, but uh, we'll see what happens with it. This is the Smack Attic podcast, and we're finishing up our Hitman's Last Career Year project. And so we'll see if there's another project down the road. Um, yeah, what you can do right now, though, is you can still follow Instagram on Twitter, Smack Attic Pod. If you want to find out, we'll be the first person to find out when we do another series. If we do it, check us out there. You can share the show with a friend and say, hey, a great run just finished up. Come on, come on board. You can also review us on Apple Podcasts and say, you know what? These guys, two for two on their series. Love it. Right there, I mean, me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Daniel, thank you for being here. Will, thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys coming on the road with me, podcasting many, many times, being very, very faithful people. <laughs> And thank you for everybody else who's recorded as guests. And I'm very grateful to have you guys all here. Chris, Joel, Alex, everybody else down the road. You guys and the rest. And the rest. It, it's Al, as they say. Um, yeah. Uh, any closing Any closing words? Brett, final, Brett Hart, good wrestler? What do you think, Dave? <laughs> Brett Hart's a great wrestler. He's fantastic. Hell you yeah. know this. Know. So glad to pay him honor. Last great year? I'm suspect. This was a crappy year for him. <laughs> <laughs> a very crappy year he had allegations of having sunny days he got screwed out of his company he was injured for a lot of it so he couldn't actually have great matches it was just rough yeah maybe the next podcast should cover uh like him versus uh let's see uh like 93 into like 95 or something you know he's got to face uh, virgil and nails and comma virgil nails comma uh he's got to go through um uh at some point uh uh, bob backland jerry lawler uh uh, (laughs) isaac yankum dds you know just just like trying to hold the new generation together brother while the wbf has like its worst financial run ever that's right. That's just right. doing, just doing this, what he this, can. This is a better year than that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but yeah. He, he did have a look. We were going hot and heavy in the summertime. You know, we did talk about it 
when it was happening, it was like, is this the hottest the Canadian U.S. feud has ever been? And uh, I would say so. By the time it gets to Montreal, it's still like there. But like we have a Team Canada, Team U.S. match and it doesn't have all the heat that it should. It's not as nuclear as uh, as it was earlier in the summer. And they went to like Canadian Stampede and they go to Halifax, of course, maybe we're biased, but, uh, you know, um, it's uh, it, they had some good times in the summertime when Pillman was still alive. And really, like once once he kind of just like dies, it really ruins the party. Yeah, I mean, that's the other Doesn't part it? of this. Like, you know, yeah, it's like puts like a real like there's like a lot of like black marks start kind of showing up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from here on out, it's like the years get worse. Uh, and this and this is well. a WWF really trying to figure out how to stay afloat. Like they're really just trying stuff. Yeah. So some of it's landing and some of it's not. And it's a messy time. Yeah. You know, part of the problem, they take a big swing later on with Mike Tyson coming in. And it's like, look, this is what we got. <laughs> like, yeah. right, this works. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Daniel, Will, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks it. for having us. This is yeah. awesome. Thank you. I man. had a blast. Yeah, I'll miss it. I just noticed. Oh, huh, that's weird. That's probably nothing. I don't. It's okay. Vince McMahon's here. He's never. And he's never here. Vince McMahon is never here. He's here. Oral Hubner is here too. He's dancing around, and I just lost—I just lost my own podcast. At the end of it. Oh wow! Hold on. I got—I got to hawk up a look at his shoot, Vince guy. I'll talk to you <laughs> another time. Thank you for listening, guys.